from the KISS 92.5 studios in Toronto. Oh, Yes. And Mocha. <laughs> it's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey guys, this is Bruno Mars. This is Selena Gomez. This is Chain Smoker. Lady Gaga. Calvin Harris. Celestia Carver. This is Ed You're listening to my boys Roz and Mocha. Roz and Mocha. My boys Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz. Roz. Mocha. You guys are so funny, man. Congratulations, Lisa! Wow! You just won $1,000. That is amazing. Y'all just made my entire morning. Keep it up. You guys are awesome, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show. Podcast. Powered by Air Transat. Is this Corey? Yes, it is. Corey, it's Roz and Mocha, and we heard that you have something very important to talk to us about. I think it's pretty important. Um, so I know you're a huge wrestling fan. <laughs> I, I, yeah! As I, as I am myself. So uh-huh. I was just wondering, um, who do you think Roz and Mori... Roz and Maury would be in the WWE today or past generations. If Roz and damn it, Maury were in the WWE. Like, like which wrestler would I be? Yeah. Who would you be personality wise? And I guess attire wise, who do you remind you of? Attire? Say, <laughs> <laughs> a slickster for sure. Um, I would say, uh, damn it, Maury would probably be Gilberg. <laughs> Or the gobbledy gobbledygooker. Gobbledygooker. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. I can see that. I'm dressing up under there. Uh, I, naturally, I would be the rock. I have nothing to say. Yeah, if of you course. Smell of what course. I'm cooking. Um, I don't know, Corey. Who do you think Roz would uh, Roz would be? See, I was driving. I was thinking about that, and I got to say the why? Undertaker. Why were you thinking about this? Oh yeah, true Undertaker. That's a good one. Oh god. I don't know why I was thinking about this. <laughs> Working night shift and starting at 1 a.m. That's yeah. why you think about That's actually things. perfect. Roz, you'd be the undertaker. Yeah. What does your girlfriend think of your obsession with wrestling? Well, she used to love it. She used to watch it with me. And then what happened? Uh, <laughs> I probably shouldn't be so obsessed with wrestling. Yeah, exactly, bro. <laughs> you don't have a girlfriend anymore, do you? I do not. Yeah, I could tell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no! She laid the smackdown on your candy ass. <laughs> yeah. I got people elbowed. Okay. I don't know how. I, I can't articulate it anymore, dude, but you think about wrestling too much. You didn't get the people's elbow. You got the people's breakup. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Corey. Like I tell you guys who my favorite is? Yeah. yeah between Roz and Mocha, who's your favorite? Even though he just... Uh, even at people's elbow, I gotta go hands down Roz. Oh yeah! What the hell, dude? Yeah, I know, I you know. I get checked in at SmackDown Hotel, Jabroni. <laughs> I thought we had a thing here. We're both wrestling I'm fans. Sorry. And you still I'm pick sorry, the Undertaker Roz, over the Rock? Roz just a guy I'd have a beer with. Yeah. What, Maury? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maury just said Gilbert over there. He yelled out. He tried. He's tried. <laughs> It's very difficult. Maury knows how difficult that task is to try and have a beer with me. Thanks, Corey. <laughs> All right, thanks, guys. Hope you have a great day. Later, you too, bro. brother. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Welcome to the wrestling show with Roz and oh Mocha. Oh, my God. I can't. I don't want to talk about wrestling anymore. Oh, you think that you're better? Like... Like the call, the guy that just called in who wanted to do the hypothetical of, like I can't. One, I don't really like hypotheticals, but when somebody call, calls in and they're like, "Hey, Mocha, what wrestler do you think you'd be back in the day?" Like I can't, I don't. And I was a wrestling fan when I was a kid, but I can't have that conversation as a grown man. I just can't. 
I can't have a conversation like that as well, a grown man. If you're not down with that, I got two words for you. What's that? Suck oh, it. never mind. Sorry. Uh, 41687. Why do I always answer those when you say that? <laughs> I believe Marsha's on the phone. What's going on? I'm good. I just wanted to add to your conversation about wrestling. Oh, oh great. I'm thrilled. <laughs> yes. nothing, nothing I want to do more uh-huh. than continue a conversation about wrestling. Of course. But, and Roz, it's about you. So I agree with everything except the Roz part. So, what do you mean? Because that guy that we talked to just now said uh, Ross would be the Undertaker if he were no, a no. wrestler. No, not the Undertaker. Who? Oh, oh my goodness. I might be getting the name wrong. Bobby the Brain Heenan. I think his name was Bret Hart, but like the one who was like, the, the theme song was Sexy Boy. <laughs> oh, Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels. The Heartbreak Kid. With the mullet the <laughs> and the dangly earrings. <laughs> Michael, yeah, the leather jacket with the cut-off sleeves. Yes. Because he's so, he's so, you know, gorgeous. That so. was just that was back in the day. What's your name, hon? Marsha. Marsha. Um, that was back. That was back in the day when. What? She said you were gorgeous and you cut her off. I'm worried. I don't even hear it anymore when people say that. When people oh, say God. the same thing over and over and over again, you, you just exactly. Now do you see? That's why that's you. <laughs> That was back in the day, Marsha, when a guy could use a theme song that said, I'm just a sexy boy, and it actually made him sexy. Like, people were like, women were like, mmm. Today, could you imagine a guy... What are you trying to say? Could you imagine a guy today, the reaction, if a guy did a video of himself or showed up somewhere where his theme song was, I'm just a sexy boy? And then the next line in that song said, I'm just your boy toy? I'm just your boy toy. Listen, you would get annihilated. You would get annihilated. No, you would get annihilated. No, not if you're a sexy boy, then it's valid. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Marsha. Okay, now I have to you're hear welcome. now I have to hear sexy boy. Uh Marsha. Okay. Yes. Uh, we're gonna yeah, we're gonna go through sexy boy. Yes. Good morning, bye. Okay, bye. Oh no. This is your song. Okay. I know I'm sexy. I've got the look. The drives are good. Sexy boy. Yo, I think this is your new theme song, dude. No, hell, hell no. <laughs> yeah, this is no, definitely, definitely your find, new, hold on, your new find, theme song. I'm trying to find the actual lyrics. Oh my god. Act like you don't know. Okay, pause for one second. I think I'm cute. I know I'm sexy. I've got the looks that drive the girls wild. I've got the moves that really move them. I send chills up, up and down their spines. I'm just a sexy boy. Sexy boy. I'm not your boy toy. Boy toy. I'm just a sexy boy. Sexy boy. I'm not your boy toy. Boy toy. <laughs> <laughs> The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Hi, it's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? How you doing, guys? Good. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. I have a bit of an early birthday wish for for you guys. Uh, Long-time listener. I've actually been listening to Mocha for, Lord, about 10 years now. Wow. Wow. To me, why me? I I do the show with Roz. I go way back. (laughs) 
Oh, it's when I was at a connection. radio station in Kitchener. Yeah, oh. it's the Scarborough Connection. Oh, okay. What's your name? Uh, my name is Joel. Joel, do we know each other? No, it's just I I started listening to you back in Kitchener and I yeah. kind of followed you around. Oh, nice. And That's I amazing. Live in Scarborough. Oh, okay. <laughs> Big up Scarborough. Yeah, I, I live uh, near Markham and Eglinton. Um, so, I had a request for you guys. Yeah. Uh, I won't be able to listen to the show tomorrow because I have to be at work at 5 a.m., but I was hoping maybe you guys could grant me an early birthday wish and play Pinched. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. Um, wait, when is your birthday? Tomorrow. Okay. Oh, it is tomorrow. Okay, and how old are you going to be? Yeah, 34. 34. Okay. Um... Early birthday present for Joel. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure we can. Can we hook pinched up, Maury? Yeah, we can hook. Get the close up. pegs out. <laughs> Play pinch for you. Just give us a song. Let us get us. Uh, let's get everything set up, and we'll make it happen for you. Thanks so much, guys. I appreciate it. You got right, it, brother. Happy birthday, man. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. It's about that time, fellas. Oh no. Woo! New game alert. New game alert. Okay. This is pinched. Okay, so welcome to Pinch. How Pinch works. Uh, trivia, Mocha versus Mori. In between you guys is a giant pile of old school wooden clothes pegs. And you get a question wrong, you get pinched. That's just the way that the game goes. Yeah, easy. Uh, uh, Maury, for the people and myself, can we hear your buzzer, please? One more time. Mocha, your buzzer. One more time. Okay, there we go. Uh, your categories today are, I love your mother's cookies. These, <laughs> these are all J-Lo movies. Okay. And uh, no. your second category is Broadway. Oh! Just kidding. Oh. Italian things. <laughs> <laughs> Mamma mia. All right, here we go. Uh, Mocha, would you like to pick the category first? Oh, yo, Italian things. Italian things. Uh, he may not be Italian or a real chef, chef, but his beefaroni was awesome. Chef Boyardee. Right, Maury. <sighs> Mocha, how did you not get Chef Boyardee? Well, okay. Uh, Mocha, you got that question wrong. Maury, uh, feel free. Anywhere okay. on uh, Mocha's body. Okay, look at me. Eye lips. Lids. Eye lips? <laughs> ow, ow! <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> right, r- right on the eyebrow. Yeah. Or <laughs> Maury right. calls it the eye lips. <laughs> ow, ow, oh, it's oh, falling off. Yeah, it's really pinching. It's okay. way. Right on the oh. eye lips. Okay. okay, moving on to the uh, question number two in Italian things. Uh, this city was definitely not built in a day. Uh, Rome. Mori, correctamundo. <sighs> okay, look at me. <sighs> okay, on the nose. Oh, that. Ah! Oh my God, Maury! That! Oh my God, dude! You're ah. grinding into my shoulders. Oh, okay. All okay. right, gentlemen, guys. Moving I'm not... on. Final category in Italian things. Bada bing, Maury. Bada boom. Right. <laughs> All right. Hey, look at me. Oh man, Mocha. I was going to say Sopranos because that's the name of the uh, strip club. Ah! Oh. oh, my God, dude. <laughs> oh, my God, that hurts. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That right, really hurts. It's right on a little tiny. Oh, my God, Maury. Okay, uh, oh, my God. I'm gonna... Okay, Maury. Uh, now uh, on to the category that I thought you would sweep. 
Oh, uh, by the way, if anyone's giving count, I'm down. Oh, three. It's uh, I love your mother's cookies. These are all oh, JLo movies. Oh my by god, the way, gentlemen. Okay, Monk, are you going to be okay? No! Oh. Hurry up, hurry up! Okay. Uh, the one where her fiancé's mother was a horrible person. Maury. Monster-in-law. Correct. Oh, love that movie. Okay, okay. Look, look at me. Again? Look, look at me. I can't... Look at me. Ow! Oh, the other eye lip. Oh! Oh, right on the hair. Oh, that's hanging by a hair. <laughs> okay. Oh, God. I, I can't open my eyes. <laughs> Oh, it's <laughs> hanging by a hair. Okay, okay, moving on to the category of I love your Hold mother's on. cookies. These are all JLo movies. I, I can't find my mother. So find just it. say it with your mouth. Just go. <sighs> okay, go. Okay, are you ready? Yeah. Uh, the one where she was a housekeeper in New York. Oh, 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 oh. More oh. Made in Manhattan. Yes. Oh my God, I can't, I can't see my buzzer. Just go. <laughs> oh man, I knew that one. <laughs> Guys. Ow. <laughs> Oh, it's hanging off beard hair off the side of his face. All right, final category. Uh, Mocha, you still have a shot? The one where she was that Mexican pop star who died way too soon. Mocha. Selena. Yeah. (laughs) Man. I can't see. I can't see. Hold on. (laughs) He's feeling my face like a blind man. Hey. That's my nose. Is it? Yeah. Hold on. Okay. Where's your lip? Okay. Okay. Hold on. Open That's your mouth. My lip. That's my lip. Okay. Ow. Okay. Ow. Should we count them up, guys? Yeah. Okay. Uh, more. You have one. Uh, one. one. Uh-huh. Mocha. You have wow. One, two, three, four, five. <sighs> wow. This round of pinch goes. Like overwhelmingly to Maury. Damn it, Maury! Congratulations. Woo! Can I request a recount? <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hi, this is Roz and Mocha. Who's this? Hi, it's Haya calling. How are you guys? Good. What's going on, Haya? Okay, good. I just enjoyed your game of pinch. Sorry about that, Mocha. Oh, um, but the reason I'm calling is because why is it that Maury only is ever smart when it's time to play pinch? Ouch. No, legit. I mean, come on. No one's noticed this. Am I the first one who's noticed that the only time he ever gets anything right is when it comes time for pinch? Okay, hold on. To be fair, though. Can I I answer? One of the categories on pinched was J-Lo movies. (laughs) Okay, fine. No, but I think I'm only smart under pressure. No. Uh, No. Do you know what I mean? Like where it's like, oh, you gotta go, you gotta go. No. No, no, because no, five and no. seven, you do horribly at. Yeah, and that is exactly. a very high pressure game. Good point. That's good point. Right. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. So but it's I because it was J Lo movies. I don't know. No, no. I listen to you guys every single day. I listen to every game of pinch. My kids and I laugh our heads off, and they literally are like, "Mom, he's not. He he plays that he's not so smart because there's no way when it comes time." For pinched, all of a sudden he can just pull out every answer. Like it's amazing. But they are geared. It's it's. We don't do a no. lot of sort of like mm. pop culture trivia on this show. I will say that Maury excels in that because that's really his only interest in life. <laughs> and stamps. Okay. And stamps. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Haya. All right, all right. Thank you. That's fair. Have a great day. I you love too. you guys. Bye. Bye. We love you too. Bye bye. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Baby Shark debuted on the Billboard Hot 100. Hell yeah, it did. <laughs> you know how many times I listened to that song in my house yesterday? Just yesterday? You're still on that? Roxy's over it, but I guess you're still on my it. My kid. And I'll tell you, for Christmas, Dammit Maury and his husband, Dammit Matthew, gave our son Cruz uh, a stuffy 
a baby shark stuffy right. and you press the belly and it plays a song. Right, because the song's old, right? The song's been around for a long time. And our son, Cruz, who's 20 months old, year and a half, loves this song. Yeah. We watched it on YouTube at least five times yesterday, I think, in a row. Now, in this version of the song, because I only know the version Roxy sings, does somebody get like, one? does somebody get eaten? Yeah, that's when they go hunting. Go hunt, do 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 do. Let's go hunt, do do. Yeah, then they eat somebody, right? Let's, no, they don't eat anyone. Oh, and then the fish run away. Oh, swim away, dude. Because the way that Roxy they, sings it is and that then they're safe at last. Is that they eat your left arm, then your right arm, oh then your God. left leg, then your right leg, and then what yeah, there's a there's, version of there's a whole shark there's a whole, from camp from summer camp. That's the, I think that's the original. Uh, how it goes. I've never heard that version before. Yeah. Hold on. Yeah. You look. And then it ends with go to heaven, do to do to do. No, it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, it does. Are you serious? That's on. the okay, camp version. I'm hold telling on, you. On. Baby shark. Uh, what is it? Eat um, your arms? Yeah. Eat. Yeah, because yeah, I'm telling you that the lyrics arms? that Roxy sings are very different than the lyrics that I hear, like when it was on Corden and like in this version and everything else. Hold I, on. Here. Give me a second. Baby shark eats sour candy. Original Baby Shark, Cannibalistic Baby Sharks, but that's a documentary from D- Discovery. <sighs> the Baby Shark Dance. Uh-huh. Warning, do here. not watch this Baby Shark video. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. here. Hold on here. You have it there? Uh, baby Shark was once wildly inappropriate for children. <gasps> <laughs> and that's is, the one that your nine-year-old was singing? I don't know. This is an, uh, an article. Let me see if I can find the actual lyrics here. <sighs> I don't know, man. I don't know if I want to hear that. <laughs> this is the one that, again, that we listen to all the time in our house. And multiple times. And, you know, everyone's in the same. Is it the Pink Fong version that we were just playing? Which version do you listen to at home? Pink Fong. Yeah? Yeah. Because you have to remember, with this song being on the Billboard Hot 100 charts now, they count they count um, streaming numbers, right? Yeah. So for as many times as you stream this song, it adds to that. So the version that we listen to, as I'm reading the article... Where there's a shark attack and the, and the and the sharks attack somebody, and then you lose all your limbs, and then at one point you have to perform CPR. So it's like CPR, do 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 do, no. and, there's, and there's hand motions where you're like going in front of you performing CPR. So when I heard this version, I was like, this version sucks. What? So here, let me play you one girl doing. I'll pick it up after. After this part. So, so when they see the shark, yeah. so this part where they run away yeah. in this version. So now let me play you this girl singing okay, the version that I know. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Shark attack. Oh, my God. Hey, lose an arm. Lose an arm. Lose an arm. Oh my god. <laughs> right? I'm going to lose a leg. Here we go. 
But the dance moves are awesome. This has to be a version, though, that was created by a bunch of kids altered at a camp that then caught on everywhere else. Like, it's uh, just, hey, have you heard this no. other version? Have you heard this, this other version? This is the original. That's the original? This is the original. So this is the remake? The yes, other one? Yes, the other the, one. The popular one? The popular one. The is one that's the, on the Billboard charts right now. Is the PG remake. This is the original. The original lyrics. Lost an arm to do to do to do. Lost an arm to do to do to do. Lost an arm to do to do to do. Lost an arm. Lost a leg do 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 to do. Lost a leg do 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 to do. Lost a leg do 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 to do. Lost a leg. CPR do 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 to do. CPR do 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 to do. CPR do 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 to do. CPR. It's gonna work, right? It's not working. Oh no. Those are the original lyrics. Oh my god, my life is completely changed now. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Yo, I want to talk to Air Transat real quick. They fly to over 60, that's 60 destinations in 26 countries, and they got direct flights to 26 destinations in Europe. How about this? Paris, Athens, Dublin, Italy, Amsterdam, Portugal, Spain, London, also Croatia. I get a bunch of friends that in the past couple of years, they've all done trips to Europe. Yeah. And they have never before, up until recently, stopped in Croatia. Because in Croatia, you can do tours now uh -huh. where they take you around and they show you all the cool locations where they've shot Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because so much of one of the seasons, I don't remember which season it was, but so much of one of the seasons was shot in Croatia. And you can actually go and do the Game of Thrones tour throughout Croatia now. Oh, damn. I'm yeah. just, I just like typed in hashtag Croatia yeah. on Instagram. Like beautiful Dude, pictures man croatia's this gorgeous crazy yeah gorgeous. Oh, and this one's actually hashtag game of thrones oh yeah there yeah. you go wow <laughs> uh when you book with air transat listen you're already on vacation so hit them up online airtransat.com air transat vacation and is calling. calling speaking of calling well let's take a phone call hey what's going on this is the ron zamoka show hey what's going on guys good how are you I'm doing good i'm just uh in the back of an uber i'm heading down to toronto general hospital uh i'm actually a stem cell donor oh nice uh, wow. Yeah, I just thought I would call in. I've always tried calling in to you guys. You guys are a big fan of your show. What are you doing with your stem cells? I'm donating them to someone uh, who has some type of uh, blood cancer, some type of leukemia. Oh, okay, uh, somebody that you know? So, no, I don't know. I was contacted by uh, one match uh, about a year ago saying that I could potentially be a donor. Yeah. So I went through with it. I did a bunch of blood work, and uh, here I am today doing the, the procedure. Really? So what, is the, what is the procedure? They're going to... They're basically going to hook up a machine to me and they're going to just basically suck my blood out and then they're going to filter out the stem cells and then they're going to put my blood back in. It'll it'll take about three or four hours and then they'll keep my stem cells. It'll get transported to wherever the patient is. I have no idea who the patient is, where they are or anything like that. Oh, okay. So um, you're not like yeah. the, in the same room as the uh, as the patient? No, no, no. I have oh, no idea okay. where the patient is. Do you ever get to meet yeah. them or no? Uh, no, I don't. Oh, okay. I probably will never meet them. Do you get um a day off of work? for that or do you have to like claim a day no i just i just took a day off oh, okay obviously. but the person who may be getting your stem cells like what could they be going through it's usually some type of blood cancer like leukemia right oh, okay and how do you get into that how do you get into being a donor what do you have to do uh 
you know what? Someone had reached out to me, I guess, through, you know, when they do, like, those uh, those clinics where you can do, like, a mouth swab or yeah. something like that. They, they take, like, your saliva. And from that, they, they had reached out to me, and then I did a bunch of blood work, and, yeah. Do you have, like, really rare blood? Uh, I believe so, yeah, oh. from, what I, from what I understand, yeah. How long ago did they do the swab? Uh, this was probably done maybe, like, six or seven years ago. Holy cow. Because, so, you know, it's yeah. so funny, because you mentioned one match, right? So yeah. I did the same thing, like... I don't know, maybe 12 years ago, they sent like a kit to my house and everything. Yeah. And, oh, okay. uh, and and I hadn't heard anything since I sent back the mouth swap. Yeah, right. they, yeah. They, probably, they probably realized you were to match, I guess. Yeah, I you're too wow, basic. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh, man, why <laughs> you, you got to say that? You got that basic blood. <laughs> you got to say your blood's, that? Your blood's not special. <laughs> it's not advanced. Yeah. No. Hey, dude, uh, because you have such special, have you tried like lifting stuff that's really heavy? See if you have any superpowers or anything like that? No, no, no I don't you don't. Any, I wish, man, I wish. That sucks. Yeah, I'm, I'm from Woodbridge as well, man. It sucks. I never see you around. I don't know, man. Like, catch me at Longo's on the weekend or so. Oh, yeah? Okay. Yeah. Not at Costco on the weekend, though. Yeah. Never on a weekend. Uh, yeah. Usually at Costco. Either, like, on a Sunday? Uh, not on a Sunday. Like, on a Wednesday at, like, 1 p.m. Like, if Mocha was a couple kilometers away from you and, and somebody was robbing him and he was screaming, do you think you'd hear? Probably not. No, no. I It's <laughs> not that special. No, he doesn't no. have that special. I'm just, trying to, I'm just trying to find if this guy's a superpower <laughs> that maybe he doesn't know about yet. Yeah. I don't. I don't. Uh, if I had superpowers, you guys would be the first to know. Trust me. Hey, yeah. what's your name? Joe Giuseppe. Giuseppe. Uh, listen, if you ever see me around Woodbridge, feel free to uh, feel free to say what's up. I always love okay, okay. meeting Thanks people lot, who listen to the show and uh, keep doing good things and and good luck today, brother. Thanks a lot, man. Uh, when's the last time? When's the last time you were sick? Had a cold? Oh God, probably uh, maybe about a year ago. Oh damn it. Okay. What do you think? Yeah, He's like no. Bruce Willis and Unbreakable? Yeah, I'm just trying to find out what his thing is, man. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Giuseppe. Take care, guys. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix? Roz and Mocha got you. Aaron, Aaron, Aaron. Uh, hi. It's Roz and Mocha. How are you today? Good. How are you guys? Oh, my God. Good, good, good. So, Aaron, you wrote us this, and then we'll get to some details about you and your life. You got yourself into a doozy here. Uh, Rosamoka, FML Fix My Life. Me and this guy were talking for months. He told me that he liked me and that he wanted to hang out with me, but never made plans to do so. Whenever I said we should hang out and I planned something like a movie or cook him dinner, he made excuses and said no. Now he said that he has no time at all to do anything and stop talking to me and treated this like a breakup. When we weren't even dating, this seems to happen a lot with me. Guys are interested and then never make a move. Am I doing something wrong or just going after wrong guys? I'm starting to feel hopeless with dating. First of all, Aaron, don't feel hopeless. Second of all, that guy never wanted to be in a relationship with you at all. <laughs> okay. okay, fair enough. <laughs> so how, how old are you? Uh, 22. You're 22. And have, have, what's, have you had a long-term relationship? Yeah, I've had a couple. And what's long-term for you? Uh, two years has been the longest. Okay. And how are you meeting these guys? Through friends or work or whatever. I haven't really used dating sites. Okay, so you're not like on Tinder or anything? No. But oh. that doesn't mean that they're not. True. Okay. Yeah. Do you know if this guy okay. was seeing like other girls on the side? I have no idea. I don't think he was, but... Yeah. Did you ever talk about like long-term, not long-term, but did you, you and this guy ever talk about... Uh, actually being boyfriend-girlfriend, making it official, or was it strictly a casual thing? Um, we never really talked about it, but, like, he always said that he liked me and that he wanted to hang out with me, and I was like, okay, like, that seems 
like, you want to go on a date with me, but, but it never, never happened. You never actually went on a date. And how long did this sort of communication back and forth between the two of you guys go on before he dumped you without actually ever having gone out with you? Like five months. And I asked him to hang out like almost every week or every other week. And he was just like, oh, I have plans or I'm busy or I have to work or I have to do this and this. And I was like, so I came to a point where I was just like, okay, I need a straight answer. Like, what's going on? You're, you're, as a 22 year old in 2019, you have it really rough when it comes to dating. Yeah. Because the currency of an individual in, in a dating pool is now at its lowest that it's ever been, right? Mm-hmm. Meaning, yeah. meaning this people who really shouldn't have unlimited options have unlimited options. Yeah. And, and it used to be that making an effort and meeting someone and putting yourself in a really vulnerable position to even ask somebody out or make that first move like it required a lot of work like it was this was stuff that would keep you up at night and yeah. you know and now what you have is you are now competing as a 22 year old woman you are competing with unlimited options and that's a yeah. really difficult thing to do how do you make a connection with somebody when they have unlimited options, it's I like I feel for you. I really do. Like going through this, I'm I'm reading your I'm reading the letter that you wrote to to Mocha and I, and I'm like, you tell us right now that you're meeting guys through friends and through work, but the guys you're meeting have unlimited options. They're on Tinder. They're on everything yeah. else there is to be on. It, yeah. used, it used to mean something to go out on a date. And it, we should, And I don't know how we get back to that. Like, I don't know how, I don't know where to tell you that you can go to meet somebody who may have that same sort of thought process that you do, where they maybe want yeah. to go a little bit old school. Maybe they, you know, they, they, they don't want to text all the time. And Mo can I talk about this as, as well, which is especially in new relationships, the idea of texting all the time. And Catherine and I went through this, and I don't know if you and Jenna did, Mocha. Uh. But Catherine and I went through this at the very, very beginning of our relationship because we both had brand new Blackberries. Yeah. Everybody in the yeah. world had brand new Blackberries. And we did so much talking over BBM that when we would see each other, it was almost like a different relationship than the relationship that we had on BBM. Because the way you would talk through text yeah. is completely different than face-to-face. Our BBM relationship was progressing faster than our face-to-face relationship. We were saying things to each other in a more honest, open way on BBM that we weren't saying to each other when we saw each other because those things had already been said. But the joy of those conversations was sort of gone because we had wasted it on BBM. So there was a lot of stuff I said to Catherine and she said to me where you actually didn't get to see the look on their face when you said those things. And so, you know, talking face to face is a lost art. Like it's a real, you're, you're in a tough spot and I really feel for you, man. Um, yeah. I don't know if you're making Aaron feel any better right now. I know. <laughs> and you're going through all like, the things that are making it so difficult for her. Okay, Mocha, 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 now, now, where does she, how does she fix this? Where does she meet a guy? What does she do? I don't know, man. That's why she called us. We have to give her something. I don't know, Aaron. Okay, Aaron, here's what we can offer you. Here's what we can offer you, okay? okay. Is, is because okay. right now I feel that maybe it's just your confidence. 
okay, that, that, yeah. you, that you need to uh, have evaluated or validated that you're doing the right thing and you're going about things the right way. What if right yeah. now we rallied some people, okay? We're not going to try and get a guy to call in and hook you up and everything else. But what if we rallied people right now that can reassure you that you don't have to change, that you're doing things the right way? Okay. Sure. And, and that yeah. there, there, there are people in this world that also want to do things the way that you want to do things. Maybe a little old school. I don't feel that you should have to change because I don't think you're alone. I just think you're in a difficult position and you got to dig a little harder. So we'll do yeah. that right now. There's texting. How do people text us? Nine two five triple five. Right, and it's four one six eight seven zero eighty eight eighty eight. We got to rally behind Aaron. Let her know that she is not alone in this. All right, Aaron. Yeah. Yeah, sounds good. Okay. All right, bro. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks. <laughs> Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life, only on KISS. Are you with us? Are we, you with Aaron? Talk to Aaron just now as part of Roz and Mocha's FML. That's Fix My Life. This is where you get to contact us. What's going on in your life? Maybe you need help. Maybe you need advice. You just need to know what Roz and Mocha have to say about it. And we can't. We didn't. We there's nothing we could do to help fix our situation, but we can offer support with the help of all of you. And Aaron's situation was that she was talking to a guy for months, and she was like, "Hey, why don't we hang out?" And she was just going to movies, or she'd make him dinner, and he always had no time. And then eventually, he just stopped talking to her, and he treated it like they broke up, even though they weren't actually ever dating. And then she says, "This this seems to happen a lot with me. Guys are interested, and then never make a move. Am I doing something wrong, or just going after the wrong guys? I'm starting to feel hopeless with dating because Aaron doesn't want to be on apps. She doesn't want to use Tinder. She doesn't want to go on any of the online websites. She wants to do things old school. She wants to meet people." sort of the old-fashioned way and she's feeling that maybe she's making a mistake or doing something wrong and we're here with all of you to tell her that she doesn't need to change and she's not alone and there's others just like her hey kiss it's Raza Mocha. um i just want to i feel i feel her because i was in that position before and i just want to say that when she meets the right person it doesn't like it won't be forced and everything will just be easy, so just be patient because it will happen when it's supposed to happen. Hey, what's your name on the phone? Uh, Sarah. 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 Let me read this to you and to Roz. It's a text we just got. I think you need to tell this girl she was chasing him too much, and sometimes that pushes guys away. She shouldn't have asked more than three times if he wanted to hang out. She needs to learn how to read between the lines. Wow. See, rules, though, right? It's too many rules. Too many rules, man. And I've been told by, like, another friend of mine when I was, like, dating, because I was on those sites, and, like, if a guy wants to see you, he will make time for you. So don't push it. Like, it'll happen, and he's not worth your time if he's not going to put his time into you. Uh, A couple texts that we got. If a guy put you off after three attempts to get together, let it go. He's just not that into you. You are worth more than that. If a guy really wants to get together with you, he will make it happen. Somebody else wrote, I don't think she has to change. I'm the same way. I'm old school and I hate online dating. She will find somebody. There's still old school people out there and they're much more worth it. You just got to be willing to work for it. Hey, Kiss, it's Raza Mocha. Um, so I've been in the same situation many, many, many times, embarrassingly enough. Um, my best advice is know your self-worth. Know that you're you know, like what you're worth and that your time is worth it. And if he can see that and makes time for it, then continue on. If he's not showing that in the first two or three times of contact, 
don't waste your time. You're much, you're worth way more than that. And someone's going to appreciate that. And if he can't, then that's his loss, not yours. What about the idea that she doesn't want to have to go to Tinder or doesn't want to have to online date? Nothing that, not that there's anything wrong with that, but it's just not no. for her. And she's feeling like there is no other choice but to sort of dip into that world and become one of those people. So I've never used a dating app. I don't believe in them. Um, that's just me personally. Sure. And just be active. Go out. Talk to people. I, sh- I find that being like doing things kind for other people, holding the door, buying the person behind you in line coffee, like little things. It doesn't have to be anything big. Mm-hmm. And just talk to people when you're in a, like, a coffee shop by yourself. Say hi to the person next to you. Little things like that we've lost along the way. And those are how we used to meet people like a few years ago before all this Facebook and everything was... Yeah super popular. We've said this a million times on this show and that is the idea of this personal space of where we're no longer allowed to approach people in public because it's a sign of aggression to actually approach a stranger and be flirty with them or whatever it is. And I always say this, man, if we go down that world, look at your grandparents. Ask your Mm -hmm. grandparents how they met. They were probably on a bus or they were probably at some banquet hall and somebody got up the courage to go to somebody else and be flirty and ask them on a date. That's how people meet. Absolutely. Okay. Thank you, Allie. Just be confident. No problem. Just be super confident and go forward. If you say hi and they don't respond, move on. You're awesome, Allie. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Hey, is this ESPN story where they're talking about how hockey players can't buy jeans because their butts are too big real? Oh, come on. (laughs) Come on. Because I really thought that I was being trolled when I first read this story. That hockey players have a hard time buying jeans because their butts are so big. Really? Yeah, they interviewed a bunch of hockey players, but it's tough to say. Like, I, I, I watched all the clips, and they seem like they're not trolling. Like, they seem like they're legit. Like, okay, here's Max Domi talking about his big butt and trying to fit it into jeans. It's an absolute nightmare between the quads and the glutes. The glutes especially, because it just throws off your waist. Like, it will be okay. Like, you have, like, a 48 waist with your... But without it, you're like a 32. Okay, so what do we do? <laughs> Meet halfway, you still got like all this extra stuff. No, okay, I don't the, believe I'm it. I'm telling you, they're talking, but they're talking about how everything now has to be custom for them because their thighs they and gotta butts. They got to get custom Levi's? There's yeah. a guy that makes jeans for the NHL and has made thousands of pairs of jeans no. for these players. Right, yeah, because their thighs are so huge. But their upper bodies, like their upper bodies don't match the size. It makes perfect sense. I have the same problem. (laughs) Look, I can't find a good pair of jeans that fits. I have big walker's legs. (laughs) Maury, everybody has walker's legs. We all walk. No, but like I walk a lot and my legs are... Where? Matthew calls these cow thighs. He calls them cow thighs, (laughs) not walker's legs. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on. Take your pants off. Okay. No, take your pants off. Why am I taking my pants just, off? Just you can see your legs. Okay, oh, okay, hold on. Throw one leg up on the table there, more. Let me see that. Yo, why are you wearing shorts under oh, your jeans? jeez. Okay. Well, I have to take my leg out of my pants. Okay. Oh, okay. my God. Yo, your you socks do. are Wow, sick, that bro. is a lot of leg. <laughs> also, also, you have like a big, giant, ingrown hair on there, too, I think. Yeah, Where? So no, that's a cyst. Oh. Oh! <laughs> That is so gross. <laughs> I shouldn't that have said so anything. Gross. I shouldn't have said anything. Ew. Oh, so yeah, I have the same problem. <laughs> I shouldn't have said anything. So Why did I say it? The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast.
Hi, it's Ron Zamoka. What's going on? Who's this? Hey, it's Adam in BC. Hey, Adam in BC. What's going on? I got a riddle for uh, Maury. You oh, got a riddle, riddle for Maury. Devin Maury, get yeah. in here. <laughs> okay, what is that riddle, Holmes? A father and son have a car accident and are both badly hurt. They are both taken to separate hospitals. When the boy is taken in for the operation, yeah. the surgeon says, I cannot do the surgery because this is my son. How is this possible? Right. Because the dad who was in the accident yeah. was also the surgeon. And when they got to the hospital, he was also wearing scrubs? They were sent to separate hospitals. Se separate hospitals. Separate hospitals. And oh, because he, I'm, I can't do the surgery because I'm at a different hospital. <laughs> no, that's not what he said. He didn't say I can't do the surgery because I'm at a different hospital. Are you listening? Yeah, Listen. no, but that's say, what I'm saying. Okay, that he say should... it, okay, Adam from BC, say it one more time. A father and son have a car accident and are both badly hurt. They are both taken to separate hospitals... When the boy is taken in for an operation, the surgeon says, I cannot do this surgery because the boy is my son. How is this possible? Gay relationship. <laughs> what? <laughs> Who? <laughs> Who is a gay relationship? The boy and the, the other surgeon. The, the, the surgeon at that hospital. And, and he just calls him daddy? Right? No. No. That's not the answer. <laughs> no. Okay, try again. Try again. So there's a, a boy and a dad who are in a car accident. Right. Yes. Yeah. And they're taken, for some reason, to two separate hospitals. Yes. Correct. Yeah. The, the boy goes into surgery, and the surgeon says, I cannot operate on this boy. He is my son. Yeah. Right. Because he's a priest. Who's a priest? <laughs> Who's a the surgeon? surgeon? <laughs> I love this. Okay, one more time. Say the riddle again. Okay. Wait, just pause. Wait, wait, wait. Stop, Adam. Roz, you know the answer, right? Of course I do. Okay, I know the answer as well. So You do? Yes. Oh my God. Of course. Okay. So, Maury. Yeah. From what you know of this riddle, from beginning to end, try again. Boy and his dad are in a car accident. Right. They're taken to two separate hospitals. Okay. When the boy is taken into surgery, mm -hmm. the doctor says, I cannot operate on this boy. He is my son. Right. How is this possible? <laughs> It's Darth Vader. It's Darth Vader. <laughs> that makes no sense. Luke, I am your father. No. Okay, take no. it seriously, please, more. Okay. I cannot operate on this boy because he is my son. Right. It's his mom. Yes. Why did it take you so freaking long to get to that answer? After the very first time. You immediately think surgeons are men. Who does? The world. You. And many other people. The riddle exists for a reason. You know what's sad though? I work in a hospital and I ask this riddle to nine women. Yeah. None of them got it. Yeah. See, yeah. I'm not the only one, Mocha. What, who's sexist? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Adam. Thanks. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. This will be world record attempt number 10 for Damn It Maury. <laughs> for real? <laughs> I can't believe this. So I've tried to figure out the logistics behind this because this actually may be, Maury, one of the more dangerous world record attempts that you're going to try. How so? Because when it comes to eating corn with a toothpick, speed is of the essence. And I fear that when you start jamming a toothpick in your mouth that fast, you may stab something. So right now, the Guinness World Record for eating corn kernels with a toothpick yeah. was set by a guy named David Rush in Idaho. And the record is 241 in three minutes. That's a lot of corn. In the past, Damon Mori has attempted and failed at the most finger snaps, kicking his own butt, yeah. uh, no snorts, eating peeps, skipping rope. What was no snorts? Uh, <laughs> 
Yeah, the, the world <laughs> record for number of no snorts in 10 seconds is 22. Uh, Maury got uh, 22, but it didn't take 10 seconds. Right. Like way long. Like <laughs> we minutes. eventually got there. You got yeah. there. Okay, cool. So, so the world record, again, for eating uh, corn kernels one at a time with a toothpick is 241 in three minutes. Wow. And Roz, you'll do the click, click, clicks? Um, yeah, I'm going to do my best to try and, and keep count here. So you know, Roz, you'll four, keep... then five, crosses it out, so it's five, ten, fifteen. Thanks, I get, I know how to count. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> and I have a bag of frozen corn. Frozen? What? Is it defrosted? Yeah, we're getting there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How are you going to stab that? I think maybe you should have used a can of corn, Maury. Why would you use frozen corn? That's not going to work. Yeah, yeah, we're good, we're good. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Sure, man. All right, If you want to try and break a record by stabbing frozen corn with a toothpick, (laughs) be my guest. It's like eating teeth. (laughs) Ready? Yeah. In three, two, one, go. Okay. You haven't. So three. <laughs> uh, six. Seven. Eight. Oh, that sound. Nine. Ten. Eleven. Twelve. Thirteen. Fourteen. Fifteen. <laughs> oh, God. 16, 17, <laughs> 18, 19. Told you you were going to stab yourself. Also, more. this is not, to me, it doesn't strike me like your, your speed. It 20, doesn't strike me as a world record attempt. To me, it just looks 22. like you're eating corn. Yeah, 23, uh, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, Ow. 29, 30, 31, 32. Oh, my God, 33. This is going to take forever. <laughs> My mouth is freezing. 25. 36. 37. <laughs> God, this is so boring. This is the most boring thing yeah. we've ever done. 39, 40, 41, 42. This is so boring. I yeah. have no, you know what? Not that I ever thought that watching somebody eat corn would be exciting, but this is really quite boring. 46. 47. <laughs> 48. 49. Oh, oh God, 50. come on. Come on. Ow. Okay. 55, 56, 57, 58. Oh my God. This is so boring, dude. So bored. I'm so bored. Well, do I keep going or no? I'm yeah. so bored right well, now. Well, you're bored. You have so, 45 seconds. This is the most boring thing we've ever done. Well, then why am I doing it? I even lost count. One, <laughs> two, three, four, five. Uh, okay. Six, seven. At some point, we're gonna have to call this. Well, okay. All right. So in five, four, four. three, two, one, and time. <laughs> so the world record for eating single corn kernels with a toothpick in three minutes is two hundred and forty-one. Uh, damn it, Maury okay. did not. Get close. I counted, I think, to 50-something, 50 54. So congratulations. <laughs> Damn it, Maury. <laughs> so that was. I've never felt, and I don't even think ever, I've never felt that I needed to apologize 
to the people listening to this show for something we've done on the show. I've never apologized for anything. I have a massive urge right now to apologize. I'm not going to, but I have a massive <laughs> urge. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. So I started giving you on Netflix another chance last night. And? I don't know. What episode it's, are you in? Uh, two. Oh, okay. Can I just be honest with you? Yeah. Don't waste your time. Nah, I'm what? thinking about it. My wife and I watched the whole thing, wrapped yeah. it up last week, and... Uh, I'm thinking about. I don't oh, know. One of the best things I've ever watched. Why? Well, based on Matthew here. and I are, we're on the edge of our seats, you know, with blankets over our heads because it's so like thrillery. <laughs> it's scary and good, uh, no, and it makes not. you think. It makes you think what though? This is no. what I'm interested. Are in. Are other guys or women that yeah. you date like this? Okay. So uh, it's it's interesting when celebrities weigh in on something and then they post something and delete it because you always want to know, oh man, what they say. Yeah. And Millie Bobby Brown, the fourteen-year-old oh, star Stranger Things. of Stranger 11. Things, yeah, posted and deleted. And what she says is that the guy in you on Netflix, yeah, isn't creepy. He's just in love. So listen to Millie Bobby Brown. So I just started that new show, You. He's not creepy. He's in love with her and it's okay. So I'm obsessed with it. I've binge watching it. Absolute banger Netflix. By the way, I know everybody's going to... Hold on. I need to pause it. I need to pause it. Okay. I know everybody's going to say, oh, he's a stalker. Why would you support that? No, like he's in love with her. And it's just like, just watch the show and don't judge me on my opinion. Uh, <laughs> now, hang on. She clearly did not watch the whole thing before posting that. Maury. Doesn't matter. Episode number I'm on, one. Maury, I'm on episode, I didn't even finish episode two. Yeah. No. No, no, no. Yeah, that she uh, would have a different opinion if she at least no. waited to the end of, of the season. I formed Maury, my I'm on opinion. episode two. Yeah. And the guy belongs in prison. Yeah. But he gets more prisony no, as he gets near I'm the in end episode of season one. Two, yeah. and he's in her apartment on her computer, and then hiding in her shower, mm-hmm. and then he leaves and watches her through the window with another dude, and then that dude leaves, well, and he goes behind a bush on a street and does things. But she has no blinds on that window. It, it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. What's wrong with you? But no blinds, like you, you're. You sound like game. all these weirdos online that defend no, this but show. I'm, but my point is, is that Millie Bobby Brown should have at least waited a little Mark. longer before posting. I'm on that episode comment. two, and the boy <laughs> belongs in prison. Yeah, it's not a good show, man. He's in her bed when she's at work on her laptop. Scrolling through texts and looking at pictures. Yeah, but that's not as bad as where things go. Maury, (laughs) he's in her bed and shower when she's at work on her computer. I'm just saying it gets worse. It it doesn't need to get worse. But it does. (laughs) But just for the fact of this, she is... Can I just pause you for one second? You don't think any of that stuff is really all that bad, do you? No. Right. (laughs) (laughs) The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Hi, it's Roz and Mocha. Who's this? Hi, it's Christina. What's up, Christina? I totally agree with Roz and Mocha that the main character is a total creep and he's very inappropriate and should be behind bars, but I'm also a huge fan of the show. 
Why, so though? I, what are you a fan of? Just getting into the mind of someone who's that creepy because he narrates everything he does. Even though you don't agree with him, you understand why he's doing it. I don't understand why he's doing it. Well, so what's the understanding behind what he's doing? If you wouldn't mind it's explaining that. Like he's obviously sick in the head because of his upbringing. And, but he still has that sympathetic side to him because he wants to help that neighbor kid that he lives beside. But you think but that, that, makes, he it, does that makes it okay though? Because he no, gives No, that does not a, make it okay. He gives a 12-year-old a meatball sub and then all of a sudden... No. You can, <laughs> you can lie in a woman's bed when she's at work and go through her computer? Absolutely not. I'm okay. not saying it's okay. I'm saying that it's wrong. Yeah. But because it's a show... We are just captivated by, like, why is he doing this and trying to understand why. I don't know if you've ever seen the show Mindhunters, but it's a similar thing. No, like, don't, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm, I'm with you on this. Like, I, you know, I have no problem with you. I mean, growing up, you, you watch Silence of the Lambs. Hannibal Lecter was a terrible person. Fantastic movie. Great character. Well acted. But I never once tried to justify what Lecter did. It's the fact yeah. that people are watching this show and people like Millie Bobby Brown are saying that he's not creepy, guys. He's just in love with her. No, that's a completely ridiculous. I don't agree with that statement at okay. all. I think that, and I worry that a 14-year-old is saying that right. <laughs> and on social media. Right. Can't you be listen. creepy it's and in love? <laughs> oh, God. Get out. Get out. <laughs> just asking for a friend. <laughs> Thanks so much, Christina. No problem. Bye, Annie. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. You on Netflix. A whole bunch of stories with you on Netflix. One, Netflix is claiming that 40 million people watched you in its first month because Netflix doesn't release actual data of how many people watch their shows. But every now and then, they'll just throw out a number, <clears throat> excuse me, and say this is how many people watch. Bird Box did very well, apparently. Yeah. So they're saying 40 million viewers in its first four weeks on Netflix for you, which is weird because when the show was on Lifetime, they peaked at 611,000. Crazy. Right? So, I wonder what Lifetime, 611,000. Netflix, 40 million. That's crazy. Okay? And then when they so announced that uh, season two was going to happen, yeah. Netflix, or sorry, Lifetime had originally been the one that was going to air season two. And then right. Netflix was like, no, 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 no. We're taking season two. Yeah. And yesterday, Millie Bobby Brown, the 14-year-old star of Stranger Things, made a video and then deleted a video where she had started watching you on Netflix and was all like, he's not creepy, he's just in love. So listen to this. So I just started that new show, You. He's not creepy, he's in love with her, and it's okay. So I'm obsessed with it, I've been watching it, absolute banger Netflix. By the way, I know everybody's gonna, hold on, I need to pause it. I need to pause it. Okay, I know everybody's gonna say, oh, he's a stalker, why would you support that? No, like, he's in love with her, and it's just like, just watch the show, and don't judge me on my opinion. Okay, so then she deleted that video, because yeah. I guess people are like, Millie Bobby Brown. Listen, child. What are you doing, girl? Yeah. And then this is her new video. So I just finished you, and um, I guess the other day I made a video. I guess. Um, I was on episode two. <laughs> I, I guess. I guess two. I gathered an analysis too quickly. Watched episode ten. Most definitely, definitely is a stalker. Um, but it was a really great show, so I'm really excited for season two. My bad if I upset anyone. Yeah, but here's okay. the thing, though. Right, 
Dude. Out of the gate, Dude. episode number one. Dude. The guy, Ben Badgley, who plays Joe, he's like doing shady stuff Dude. right from the very beginning. Millie Bobby Brown, first of all, she's 14, so I'm not going to go in on her too hard. No, I know. Because I know. You, you live and you learn and you grow and you everything else. Sure. But in, by episode two, Millie Bobby Brown, <laughs> she's at work and he's already stolen her phone. He already knows everything there is to know about her. He's already reading her emails. He's already reading her texts. She goes to work. He goes into her apartment on her computer, starts going through all her messages, and watches her through her window as she's with another guy standing on the street. And then he goes behind a bush and does stuff alone. Like, that's episode two. So, Millie Bobby Brown, you're saying by episode two, you're like, I'm sorry, I was only on episode two. By episode two, the boy should have been in prison. Like, in episode two, he's already somebody that you should fear. Not trying to fend. The show is so jacked. I tried to watch another episode last night, and I couldn't. Oh, did you? I couldn't. Catherine started watching again, but I couldn't. I just couldn't do it. Hold on. I just couldn't do it. Are you saying that if you walk by an apartment and there's no blinds and you see somebody you like going at it, you're supposed to keep walking? Okay. No, 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 no. Let me give you another scenario. Let me give you another scenario. Dude, you are twisted. You man. walk by deliberately to mm-hmm. the apartment of somebody that you know mm-hmm. who does not know you're there. That same apartment you were in alone while they were at work a few hours before. Now, what you're doing is you're looking through that window with that person who is being intimate with somebody else, and while you're standing on the street, you're plotting on how to kill that person. But are you supposed to just walk by? (laughs) (laughs) The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Hey, Hey. you guys have me laughing like crazy. I'm stuck in traffic. I'm laughing my head off. People must think I'm crazy. (laughs) What is your name? My name is Sharon. Sharon, what part of the city are are you in right now? Toronto. Oh, okay. No, but what part? The east part. Uh, And what do you do for a living? Uh, I work. (laughs) That's great. Why why all the secrets? What's going on with you? What are you trying to hide? You know, you have to just like... What do you got to hide? <laughs> Everybody doesn't need to know everything. But just, what are you trying to hide? Nothing. Hey, let me ask you something, Sharon, because of the way you're answering these questions. Very simple questions. It doesn't sound like it's not your first time holding back information. It seems to me like you hold back a lot of information all the time. You got more than one boyfriend? <laughs> no, I do not. <laughs> are you sure? <laughs> I do not. (laughs) Had you ever? No. Oh, all right. No, no, no. And this is not my first time calling in either. I've called in before. I've been listening to you guys since the beginning. It's super weird that you're real sketchy, though. How am I sketchy? I don't know. What do you do for a living? Are you holding down two jobs and neither one can know about the other? No. Oh. Okay, do you have a boyfriend? Yes, I do. Okay, what's his name? His name. (laughs) <laughs> How convenient The phone, so the phone yeah. just cut out the, Your phone just cut out <laughs> Oh did it? Yes <laughs> That wasn't me Uh huh Uh huh You're real sketchy I like you though But you're real sketchy <laughs> Please keep calling us Sharon we love you Love you too guys Bye-bye. Take care The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast What's your biggest screw up in the kitchen? That is the topic that took off on Reddit, and the answers were just, like, all over the place. What is your biggest screw-up in the kitchen? Here are 
some of the answers that were given. When I was younger, my mom made pasta sauce before she left the house and put it on a simmer. She called and asked me to start the pasta so it was finished by the time she got home. I never made the pasta before, so I just dumped the whole package directly into the sauce and let it cook. <laughs> the sauce and pasta ended up becoming very lumpy and disgusting. Wow. Um, here's another one. I was baking homemade brownies with my boyfriend one time. He saw that the recipe called for a quarter cup of cocoa, quarter cup of salt, and quarter teaspoon of baking soda. But he only read the part about it being a quarter cup of cocoa and just assumed that the salt and baking soda were also quarter cup. I saw him about to pour a quarter cup of salt into the batter and he insisted that I just trust him because he read the recipe and he knew what he was doing. So I did. The worst part was that the brownies looked and smelled Absolutely delicious, but they tasted like Satan's salty butt. <laughs> that's not that's not a brownie. That's a brine. <laughs> like, that's that is so disgusting. A quarter cup of salt. Damn more. Do you have one? Exactly that. I was making a, a pie for a friend, like the shell and everything. But I only read ingredients as one over two. Two over three. Like a, that's just so people understand. When you say one over two, what you mean is a half. Right. Yes. <laughs> so it said one over two salt, but I didn't read where it said teaspoon or tablespoon or whatever, so I thought it was half a cup of salt. Right. So I put it in, and I remember baking this whole thing, and when it came out of the oven, it was whiter than a ghost. Do you not, do you not ever take into consideration in, in circumstances like that that you see how large they sell human salt, right? Like when you go to the store, you buy salt. It comes in something that is sort of a uniform size for salt. When you have to then take that and empty that plus half of another one oh into God. something, are you? is there not a red flag that says maybe I'm not supposed to use this much salt when they only sell you enough to not even use that much salt? No. No. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Worst screw-up in the kitchen? That is the question, and the replies that we're getting are incredible. <laughs> Worst mistake you've made in the kitchen? One text says, I was trying to cook fast-fried steak and soy sauce for a stir-fry dish, and it turns out I was using vanilla <laughs> instead of soy sauce. It was disgusting! <laughs> Somebody else texted, I once forgot to add water in the rice cooker while cooking the rice in it. Oh, God. I don't know if I believe this one. I don't know if I believe you, whoever you are that wrote this. I was once cooking Pillsbury cookies, and instead of setting the oven for 10 minutes, I set it for 10 hours. Thank God I caught it 15 minutes in, but my cookies were still burnt. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Hi, who's this? Hey, it's Dave. What's going on, guys? Good, man. All right, biggest screw-up in the kitchen. Go. Uh, one of my buddies invited us all over for chili one night. <laughs> so he got stuck a little bit at work, and he said to his wife, Honey, all the stuff's in the fridge. Just, you know, start the meat and stuff. I cut everything up already. I'll be home. Except that the meat he had out that she thought was the sausage. And I've never had worse chili in my life. So it was like cut up 
sausage, ground sausage? Basically, chopped up chunks of sausage mixed in there with everything else. That sounds delicious. Yeah, what kind of sausage is that? I I would have chili with sausage. What kind of monster are you that you don't think that sounds great? Oh, well, it was fine, but when you cut it up and you went to stick your fork in the sausage, it squirted everywhere. (laughs) So, if it was sausage, a piece of the bean. So, were these whole sausages, not cut up sausages? They were whole sausages. (laughs) And it's not even like he tried to be nice and cut them up into like small little pieces. Yeah. Like chunks just spewing everywhere. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Biggest screw up in the kitchen. So many texts that we're getting. I will share. I don't know if I told this one already. That time that I was like super, super hungry and I was working at another radio station, the night shift. And that shift was like 7 till 11 p.m. And by the time I got home, it was like 1 a.m. and starving. And I made pasta and steak. And I was mm. so hungry. Pasta and steak? Steak on the side. But, <laughs> <Just because. laughs> but I was like, I wonder, I bet it would taste delicious if I added barbecue sauce with the pasta sauce in the pasta. No. It was dis. No, bro. I went to. No. I, I took one bite. I had to throw it away. I went to bed so hungry that night. <laughs> it took me forever to cook too. So imagine it's just me on a couch in front of my television. It's two thirty in the morning with a big bowl of pasta, a big steak on the side, and then I was like, oh, "This is so gross." You were single at the time, right? Oh, totally. Yeah, of course, sounds it. Yeah. <laughs> a guy invited me to his house for dinner for our first date. He was really excited to cook for me and asked his mom for the recipe for his favorite dish she makes, which is a green bean casserole. He didn't know that you needed to drain the can of green beans first. It was a disgusting, soupy mess. It was our first date, and he made such an effort, so I ate it. Oh. <laughs> hey, Kiss, it's Razamoka. Uh, my name's Eden. All right, Eden, go for it. So when I was in college, I put a croissant into a toaster oven that my roommate and I shared. And it started to burn, so I quickly grabbed a paper towel to take it out. And the top of the paper towel caught on fire because it touched the top of the, <laughs> uh, of the uh, little oven. And yeah. so uh, I had a burning paper towel in my hand, and my roommate comes out all groggy-eyed and yelling at me and grabs it and stomps it out for me. I swear to God, I saw that on Mr. Bean. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Eden. <laughs> No problem. I have to read this one to you, Roz. Yeah. Uh, this is a text we got. My biggest mistake in the kitchen was letting my sister add banana in lasagna. She oh, was feeling, God. quote, creative with her cooking and told us she was going to add banana in the lasagna. I argued with her saying that it would taste nasty. She was going to add two bananas, but I took one and ate it in protest. <laughs> She still added one banana to half the lasagna. The whole lasagna tasted like banana. That's so disgusting. (laughs) The sad part was my mom didn't want to waste it, and she brought it to work every day to finish it off. (laughs) The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Would you like to hear Snoop Dogg calling a uh, hockey game? Like commentary on a hockey game? Yeah, calling the action between the LA Kings and Pittsburgh Penguins from Saturday night. Not only was Snoop at the arena to drop the puck at the beginning of the game, but he was also in the booth doing (laughs) play-by-play. That's so awesome. Because he is a fan. He actually is. Yeah. But not enough of a fan to call a game. Hands up. Oh, watch out. Oh, he stole the 
caught it. He fired on Cubs. Hold on now. Oh, get it cracking then. Let's go. Snoop Dogg in the house. Let me see something. Drop the sticks, man. Let's get cracking, man. To the middle of the rink. Let's go. Number three wanted. I like that. Who is number three for us? Dion Fanuff. Dion, go get cracking, Dion. Yeah, go get him, Dion. Get him, Dion. Move, Dion. Get out the way. Go get him. Let me go, go get him. Still, still charring with him. A little chirping. Okay, right, right. I like that. So when they do get into a competition like that, the referee has the the, the sole control power to say, y'all not going to fight, right? Mm. They can tell you that. You don't have to listen. Well, they listen right there. Yeah, yeah. See the big boys get in, the linesmen, those guys have the toughest job. Okay, all right, all right. So that was just mushing going on. It was more mushing than yeah, fighting. Yeah. Face wash. Okay, all right, all right, all right, all right. Those gloves are stinky. <laughs> That's why I love this sport, awful. man. That's why I love this, because you got to be a 100% man to play this, man. <laughs> I love that. Hold on, let me find. Oh, my God. <laughs> Hold on. There's another oh, clip I want to play for you. Yeah. I actually don't mind that because I know that they used to get Snoop because they love just getting Snoop to talk about stuff because he's such a great riffer, right? Here. That's when they would get Snoop What's to do the National Geographic oh, videos, yeah. right? Because he's so good at that stuff. Like he's just, he's really observant and he's a great riffer and he's got these killer lines, man. Right they're setting up a nice place. Set up drop it now. They're going to drop it. Here it comes. Okay, there we go. It's a setup. I like that. Here he cut from the wing. On the, on the uh, right wing. It's still there. It's still there. All you got to do is be aggressive. Be aggressive. It's still there. Be aggressive. More aggressive. There you go. Aggressive. Press. There you go. Get there. Get there. Take a shot. Take a shot. Somebody it's more coaching than anything else. No, you know what it is? It, it's, it's, Snoop isn't commentating on the game. Snoop's just watching the game. This is like if you recorded anybody in their living room. That's true. Right? Like, he's not saying their names or saying what's happening. He's just... Quick shit, take one. It's a buck 40 left in the first period. One, one tie. Seven shots apiece. It's just that was the end of the penalty. Hollering out stats. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I could listen to this. You don't even know how to play by play like that, huh? <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. I didn't realize how long it's been since we heard anything from Selena Gomez until she posted. Where, it's like been on four IG? months? No, it hasn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wait, because she went away for she rehab, went to, right? She went, she went into treatment for some sort of mental health reason. I don't think anybody so really knows specifically what it was. Yeah, she's been like out for a while, right? She went. She was on Instagram yesterday, and it was the first post in four months. Oh wow! This is what she said. You interested? Of course, I love Selena Gomez. She goes. It's been a while since you've heard from me. But I wanted to wish everyone a happy new year and to thank you for the love and support. Then she goes on to say, last year was definitely a year of self-reflection, challenges, and growth. It's always those challenges which show you who you are and what you're capable of overcoming. Trust me, it's not easy, but I'm proud of the person I'm becoming and I look forward to the year ahead. Love you all. Aw. But yeah, it's just, but that's how you get. I, now, I didn't realize it. I didn't even realize so much noise that goes on. Wasn't she like on a... Maybe it was somebody else's IG post then. Because I remember I saw... Wasn't she like skiing recently? Like over the holidays with some friends? Maybe, but maybe it was but like it a wasn't friend on, But it wasn't on hers. Yeah, maybe it was somebody else that posted it. Yeah, it wasn't, on, it wasn't on hers. But there's so much going on and there's so much just noise and... Uh, 
stimulation that Selena Gomez can dip for four months, and I forget that Selena Gomez existed. Yeah. Like we would, you would say her name, see her name, read her name multiple times a week, whether you did the story or not, whether you read the article or not, whether you read the post or not, or engaged or not. Kardashians, you see their names pop up all the time. You may not read the story or pay attention. Exactly. But Selena Gomez was sort of removed from all of that. And I didn't notice. That's like, it's really crazy. uh, What was the picture again? I don't know what the picture was. I'm reading, I'm just reading the article right now. Did she post a picture more? Let me see here. I just want all good things for Selena Gomez. She went through hell, man. Oh, yeah, 6.4 thousand uh, likes. Not as much as the egg, though. You should tell her that. (laughs) (laughs) Just go start commenting with the egg emoji. Yeah, not as... (laughs) No, it's just like a nice black and white photo. Her eyes are closed. She's kind of... You see the right side of her face. It looks like she's looking up at the sun. Yeah, nice post, but it's still not as popular as the egg. (laughs) (laughs) The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Hey, let me get your opinion on this real quick. And uh, I think that this blew up on Reddit where a woman posted that she was starting to fine her boyfriend $50 every time he comes home late. That's stupid. But by late, she means past 4 a.m. Oh. (laughs) What time is he normally home at? Well, he goes out with his dudes. Oh. So she says that she would like him to be able to go out and enjoy himself. Sure. But anytime after 4 a.m., yeah. he gets fined $50. No, not cool. Not cool. And then she says that he can also fine her $50 if she stays out past 4 no. a.m. But she rarely stays out past 4 no, a.m. But that's where she gets you, right? That's when the arguments happen, where she's like, well, Sure, I'm allowed to, but guess what? I don't. I still come home to you. So here's what she says. I want him to have his space because humans deserve that. But my reasoning is that he's going to tire of paying the $50 and come home on time or afford me the same level of understanding for occasionally staying out late myself. They've been together for two years and they live together, but lately he's gotten some new friends and he's been regularly staying out until between like 3 and 5 a.m. So she's finding him. $50 every time he comes home past four. Find your partner? That dumb. They have some serious issues in this relationship. Oh my God. Listen, if the man wants to stay out that late, like consistently, yeah, he don't want to be around you, girl. Exactly. If so, thank you. Break up with him and get you a next man. He's already moved on is what I get out of this. Of course, them new friends? Yeah. And and, and also, if he is freely coming home past 4 a.m. and then throws $50 at you, he doesn't care about you or your rules. That's like an insult right there. Yeah, he doesn't care about you or your rules. You might as well throw the money right in your face and say, in your face. And I'm not blaming all this on the woman. I'm saying that he could be entirely to blame. But you can't live like this. In this this. situation, it's both of their faults. Right. You can't live like this. Yes, David Mori. But what if it's what if she's trying to help him? Like, what if it's one of those situations where he's, you know, constantly now like you know, tired in the morning, late for work or something, and she's like, you know, I'm going to help you, okay, so that you're not out late partying, which is fine right. if you want to do that, but yes. it's affecting your career, it's affecting our well, life. Okay, but the, none of that information, it, we don't yeah. have any of that information. Yeah. Also, we only have what's given to us. Well, then we can't assume that it's, you know, yeah, you that can. they have a troubled relationship. Wow. Maybe she's actually helping him. The worst thing anybody can do in a relationship with their partner, I mean, they're not the worst thing. There's a lot of terrible things you can do. But one of the things that will kill your relationship is when you start becoming, when you start mothering your partner. Yeah. It's worked for me. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> 
The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. So Selena Gomez got a new tattoo. There's two oh, tattoos I want to talk about right now. Hit me. So, sorry, not Selena Gomez. Ariana Grande. My okay. bad. So Ariana Grande got a new tattoo. Does it say thank you next? <laughs> nope. Does it say Pete? Nope. It's a Pokemon. No, it's not. Yeah. Oh, she's going to regret that. Yeah. She got a giant tattoo of Pokemon Eevee on her upper arm. And she says, I've wanted this for so long. <laughs> really? How long could you have wanted a Pokemon tattoo? She goes, honestly, yesterday I had a day off and I played Pokemon. Let's go Eevee for 15 hours, honestly. 15? Yeah. Yo, you got time on your hands, girl. And then Adam Savage from Mythbusters. Remember that guy? Yeah. So Adam Savage got a tattoo and posted this a couple of days ago where he got maybe one of the coolest tattoos I've ever seen. Okay. Which is on his forearm, on the inside of his forearm. He is got nerdy? Yeah, he got a ruler tattooed <laughs> in inches, oh, centimeters, yeah? and millimeters so he can measure things. Get out of here. Yeah. Well, I guess he's a scientist, right? Right? Got to measure stuff all the time. Yeah, and I mean, I understand that like you're, you're going to get flabby and like your skin's going to, like your measurements are going to be off. By a you tad. Know, at, at some point, by a tad. But he got a ruler that is in inches. It's a foot and it's in inches. So it's imperial and metric. So it's inches, oh, wow. centimeters, Dude, and, and there's, a small, there's a small section for, uh, for millimeters, which I think is the coolest tattoo ever. But if you ever. were to ever actually use it, you would have to just constantly move your arm around and right. it might be kind of difficult to then write yeah. the lines and stuff. You should get a scale tattooed on your arm so you can weigh things more. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's a great idea. Yeah. That is a great idea. Why don't you do that? Hey, listen, if Roz and I pay for the tattoo, would you get it? <laughs> no. Why? Why not? Well, maybe. Why? Don't you want to be able to weigh things? Okay, I'm not falling for this because the <laughs> ink's not going to change. What do you mean? What are you talking about? When what? you put something on my arm, it's not the scale's not going to work. <laughs> I, you don't know that. Put it on the. What is your tattoo again? What's it's a tattoo. Your tattoo? Uh, it's, it's a, a lamp. Tattoo. It's, it's a, a tattoo of a tattoo. It's, of a, a, tattoo. it's a microphone. No, it's not. That's a lamp. Well, somebody. The day I got this, somebody said, "Why'd you get a lamp tattooed on your arm?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who said that? A publicist. How does Matthew feel about that tattoo? He forgets it's there often, unless I'm shirtless, which is not often. You're not often shirtless at home. No. Why not? Oh. Because, like, you know, nobody wants to see that. No, but it's just but you and your, your husband. husband. No, you don't like yeah. when you get home, like, just rip your shirt off. Oh, some like if I got back from the gym or something, I'm all sweaty. I have him like I raise my arms, and he knows that means to take my shirt off for me, like a baby. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do? My, my one and a half year old does that right before bath time. Like I walk in and I'll just raise my arms, <laughs> and then he is what comes up to you and just shimmies your shirt off you. Yeah, <laughs> like you're a toddler. <laughs> but how does he get it? Like, isn't Matthew like a little like you're already a short guy? Isn't Matthew like a little bit shorter than you? So no, how he's does taller he get than me. He's taller than me. Oh. Yeah, Matthew's mm. taller. But okay, and then what happens? Oh, and then he goes and hangs it in the shower. Oh, I find it kind of sad though that you that you feel that you can't be shirtless around Matthew at home because nobody I am wants in dark to rooms. see that. But that's not the same thing, though. Yeah, but I also I don't like sitting on the couch when I'm shirtless because then everything sort of falls forward. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> same. <laughs> Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix? Roz and Mocha got you. Hi, Keegan. Welcome to the Roz and Mocha Show. How are you, buddy? Good about you. Good, man. How old are you? I'm 20. 20. You're All right, 20. we are going to go through your FML note to us. So, Keegan, you wrote us, uh, hey, I love you guys. I'm just wondering if you're still doing Fix My Life because I need your opinion. 
and or help with controlling stress and anger because I've been going through quite a bit of stress and I get to points where I get in trouble at work for my anger and I need your help. So Keegan, what are you angry about? Well, it's kind of a lot of things. Like the stress that kind of overcomes with like my job and I just recently just moved. So that's one thing. Yeah. And I don't know how to really control the stress and it kind of puts it out towards anger and then I get mad at things very easily. But what else has been, other than the move, like been going on in your life that is weighing your mind down that's making you so angry? Well, obviously, well, I want to say a month ago or two, I went over pretty much a hard breakup. Yeah. And that it's kind of, it was hard on uh, me and then a lot of my family, but it's obviously breakups take a lot of time to kind of get over it. And like, I'm trying to push myself away from that, but it's like some things that I look at brings me into it. Did your anger have anything to do with the reason why you guys broke up? Was this no, an, was this an all. existing thing? No, it wasn't at all. Eh? No, uh, it was totally different. So people get angry and and are explosive for you know many different reasons. You're frustrated. You're hurt. You're annoyed. You're disappointed. You feel threatened. There's all sorts of reasons why you know you can have anger issues. And it's how you deal with them. And when I mean deal with them, I don't necessarily mean how you deal with them in the moment because we can get to that soon. But it's how you deal with it in the sense that you kind of need to become a detective and figure out the things that trigger you. And once you figure out the things that trigger you, you got to figure out why you're being triggered. And oftentimes the reason you got you get so angry like this has nothing to do with the situation at hand. There's other reasons. Yeah, exactly. I, I totally understand. Do you know why you get so angry? Because to me, it doesn't sound like you're getting angry for the reason at hand. Like it's almost an overreaction mm -hmm. that you have, but you're reacting to something else and it just happens to come out at that moment. Yeah, that's what I would think. It's for when it kind of comes out, like for the situation, the action that kind of overcomes, it's something where I didn't like it the way and then the way I got to try to control it, it deals it out with you guys are saying kind of like anger or I get mad easily. Yeah. How long ago and, have you been like kind of acting out in this way? Oh, um, it's kind of exceeded for in the past couple of months uh, from them. But before I've been kind of better, like I've been, really good for controlling themselves myself kind of how i act out but then it seems like it's progressively gone somewhat worse over the past couple of months mm. were you living with your girlfriend and that's why you moved she was moving she was actually living with me okay so you moved out all right yeah have you thought of like maybe seeking professional help have you thought of seeing a, a therapist maybe talk it out with I've, somebody in that professional field i have thought about it like me i still live in a parent's kind of expensive to live around but yeah. i uh, did i haven't really asked to talk to my parents with regard to like a therapist because it's obviously they're expensive but and also my parents want to actually help me out and actually i talk to them a lot too it's just like it's hard because it's a it's hard to pinpoint exactly for what i get angry at so i will say this um when it comes to anger it's letting it out is better than than bottling it up yeah Okay. Yeah. So yeah. it's no. It does you no good. It will do harm to bottle up those sort of feelings that you have. What there's stupid things that people tell you all the time that actually work. And one is when you're about to explode, br breathe. 
right? Yeah. That's the first thing that somebody's going to tell you. And this stuff actually works, dude. Okay, just like deep, mm-hmm. deep breaths. And before you do anything, you know, you know when you see all the time when people are pissed off at somebody and they write that email. Yeah. And then everybody's like, you yeah. can write that email, but don't send it until the next day. Save yeah. it in your drafts. Uh, save it in your drafts. And then you're going to go back and you're going to look at it and you're going to be, okay, maybe, you know, I can tweak this and tweak this and not be so in the moment. One thing that has worked for me in past, and I never had like an anger problem, but one thing that that is that will help you, I guarantee it, okay, is instead of looking forward to future times that you may freak out, look to the times that you can recall vividly where you did lose your cool, okay? And you did have explosive yeah. splo- explosive anger in those situations. Then what you do, take that situation and in your head, start running that situation in different scenarios where you acted differently in that situation, okay? Okay. And so what yeah. you're going to do is you're going to say, okay, had I handled it this way, what could the possible outcomes have been? Had I handled it this way, what could the possible outcomes have been? And had I handled it this way, what could the possible outcomes have been? So what you're going to do is you are then, what you're, when you look back on those situations, what you're doing is actually rehearsing for future situations, okay? So when that okay. situation happens, you're going to be able to recall those past situations and your detail to those situations and the other possible outcomes based Based on your possible behavior, your alternate behavior within those situations, and you will give yourself other paths to take. Guaranteed. Okay. All right, Keegan. Well, thanks so much for reaching out, man. Oh, and thank you for helping me out. It's much appreciated. Of yeah. course, brother. Take care, man. All right, yeah, you too. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life, only on KISS. Hi there, it's Roz and Mocha. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? Good. Are you at work? Do you have a minute to talk? Uh, yes. All right. Hold on a moment. <laughs> Gotta leave that desk. Uh, let's start with yes. your name. What's your name? Uh, Harmeet. Harmeet. All right, so Roz, Harmeet has been a very long-time listener okay. of the Roz Amoka show and uh, sent us a text just now. And been listening since she was 16 years old. She's now 28. Oh, God. <laughs> Thank you for being such a long-time listener of the Roz Amoka show. <laughs> no problem. Sorry, uh, I'm caught off guard. <laughs> have a uh, 519 area code uh, for your phone number. So what is that? Kitchener, Cambridge, Waterloo? Guelph. Guelph. Wow. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. I used I've to been, work I, out there. I've well, not real... in Guelph. I used to work in Kitchener. Oof, I've been real yeah. drunk in Guelph before. Have you really? Oh, <laughs> God. I've been drunk. I got my nipple pierced in Guelph. No, you didn't. What? I did, yeah. You're... At like a place or like a weird party? I got my nipple pierced in the, geez, was it even the 90s? I don't know if it even was the 90s. Might have been the 80s. Yeah. Where nobody was getting their nipple pierced. Like, if you saw somebody, like, I got my nipple pierced when you saw somebody who got their nipple pierced, you would be, it was like looking at an alien. Yeah. Like, it was not a normal thing. Clearly, they belonged to the circus. Yeah. Like, they, no, you did you never saw it before. Uh, like, there was... You're calling the cops. Something weird's happening. Something weird <laughs> Go is happening. this guy. Go right... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it was, maybe it was the early, like, 90, maybe it was 1990 or... 91, one of those two, I don't know, 1990. But it was very, uh, I got that done in uh, in Guelph. And then a friend of mine at the same time got a tattoo of Porky Pig. Are you serious? Yep. <laughs> oh my God. Not sober. So Harmeet, what do you do for a living? I'm working HR. You like it? Yeah, I do. It's, do you, it's good do you so like far. knowing everybody's business? Because I imagine people who work in HR, they just know everybody's business. Um... Sometimes, depends on where you work. Yeah. <laughs> oh, let me ask you this HR question. Do yeah. other people that you work with in your department, also in HR, do you guys all talk to each other about the people that you're representing or have to help out with things, 
situations. Yeah, I mean, like you get help from the people in your department. You no, don't really. You know what I mean? Like gossip. Y'all gossip? Uh. She's at work right now. Oh, right, yeah. (laughs) She's like at her desk on her, like, come on. What are you trying to do? All right, Somebody's going to call HR on you. You're going to get called into your own office at the end of this call. Exactly. Harvey, uh, listen, (laughs) thank you very much for your text. Thank you for being such a loyal fan and loyal listener of the Ronza Moga show. In your text, you said that you listened to the uh, podcast when the Kiss 92.5 signal um, gets out of range. So we appreciate your dedication. Thank you for the call. And between Ross and Mocha, who's your favorite? Oh. Gonna, listen, we're going to spend all this time on the phone with you and not ask you. I know, I know, but Mocha's my favorite. I'm sorry, Ross. Yeah, okay, great, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know why I play along anymore. <laughs> yeah. Love you, Harmony. Thank you. Love you, too. Bye. The Ross and Mocha Show Podcast. Maroon 5 in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Oh, are the Rolling Stones doing it with them? No. Oh. But here's the thing. You know that up until yesterday, and I only and I didn't realize this until Friday. Yeah. <clears throat> it wasn't officially confirmed by anyone. That Maroon 5 was gonna play the Super Bowl? Yeah. Sure it was. No, it wasn't. So how we, did we go so long, weeks and weeks and weeks, with talking about Maroon playing the halftime show at the it Super was, Bowl? It was rumored. But there was no official announcement from either the band or the NFL until yesterday. Normally, there's a big press right. conference and everything that goes. Normally, this time of year, we would know definitively who's doing the Super Bowl halftime show. But because it was such a disaster and they had such a hard time finding other people uh, to join Maroon 5, it was never. Maroon 5 confirmed it yesterday. But if the news story had been going on and on for like six weeks now. Yep. Let's say four yeah. a month, right? A month straight. Longer than that, I would say even. Six yeah, weeks, right? Six weeks. Why <laughs> did the NFL not come out and say, attention everybody, we have not confirmed Maroon 5 or we have not confirmed a halftime show performer yet? They always give the same, they always take the same stance, which is they don't confirm or deny any rumors. That's the NFL yeah, stance. But, the, but this was this was like... A top trending news story was. for I know. six straight weeks. I know. Like somebody should have said something. And it all something. worked out. It all worked out. It's not like all of a sudden it's somebody completely different. No, but for it sure. wasn't but it wasn't confirmed until yesterday. So, so Maroon Five so playing Maroon the halftime show. Yeah, it's Maroon Five, Travis Scott, and Big Boy. Oh, Travis Scott is doing yeah, it. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Yeah, so it's Maroon. And Maroon 5 invited or asked Rolling Stones as that, well, That right? was the rumor. I don't know. Maybe they're still going to show up. Who knows? But again, because that was a rumor based on something that wasn't even yet confirmed. Yeah. Right? So no word yet on whether the Rolling Stones are going to do it. But um, if you remember... They had asked Rihanna. Rihanna said no immediately because yeah. of Colin Kaepernick. And then Cardi B said no as well. So... They all thought that it would be great if Cardi B came in and did her verse for Maroon 5. So it's not looking like that's going to happen because Cardi B said that she's not going to play the halftime show until the NFL hires Kaepernick back. However, Cardi B is playing the Super Bowl, the Bud Light Super Bowl Little Music Fest in Atlanta on February 2nd. Yeah, but she's probably, getting, she's probably getting paid by Bud Light and not the NFL. Right. Which... But you don't get paid to do the halftime show. Which is different, but also the same. Because yeah, it's still Super Bowl weekend and it's still you. related to football. It still says Super Bowl. Yeah. You're just not playing the halftime show. You're playing the day before the halftime show. 
in Atlanta. So anyway, there you have it. So uh, 100% confirmed, Maroon 5, along with Travis Scott and Big Boy. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. So on Friday, there was this fantastic Dwayne Johnson interview. A.K.A. The Rock. Hold on, if we're talking about The Rock. If you smile, what The Rock, rock is cooking. And I so wanted it to be true because I couldn't wait for the backlash and how The Rock would have responded to the backlash. So the interview was from The Sun in the UK. And they had a whole bunch of quotes from The Rock where he was going off on snowflakes and millennials. I'll I'll read you some of these quotes. He said, quote unquote, said, quote, if that makes any sense. It doesn't matter if it makes sense or not. Candy ass jabroni. Apparently what he said was, I don't have to agree with what somebody thinks, who they vote for, what they voted for, what they think, but I will back their right to believe it. That sounds like The Rock to me. That's democracy, he said. Quote, unquote, he said. Quote. So many good people fought for the freedom of equality, but this generation are looking for reasons to be offended. If you are not agreeing with them, then they are offended. And that is not what so many great men and women fought for. People can be who they want to be, be with who they want, and live how they want. That can only be a good thing. But Generation Snowflake, or whatever you want to call them, are actually putting us backwards. So, and I wanted that to be true because I wanted the people to go in on The Rock and then I wanted to see what, how The Rock would respond. Well, he would just lay, lay the smack down on all their candy asses. But uh, The Rock did respond. Oh, did you check everybody into the SmackDown Hotel? And uh, you have The Rock's response. I can't believe I have to do this again and set the record straight on something, but, uh, yeah. but I'm happy to do it. Earlier today online, an interview dropped with me, apparently it was with me, where I was insulting and criticizing millennials. Yeah. The interview never took place. Oh, never God. happened. Never said any of those words. Man. Completely untrue. 100% <laughs> fabricated. I was quite baffled when I woke up this morning. Rock. You know, I've gained such a great trust and equity with all you guys all around the world over the years, and you know it's not a real DJ interview. If I'm ever insulting a group, a generation, or anyone, because that's not me, and it's not who I am, and it's not what we do. So to the millennials, the interview never happened. To the plurals, uh, the baby boomers, the snowflake generation, I don't even know where that term came from. The tequila generation, that's a generation I just started. That's a good one. You want to join it? I always encourage empathy, I encourage growth, but most importantly, I encourage everybody to be exactly who they want. I'll tell you, Smackdown. you know what the interesting thing is, that he refers to himself as a DJ. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, all no. the time. Really? Yeah, that's weird. I've never, I never, would never look at him and think DJ. You really? ever you ever refer to yourself as MF? <laughs> all day. Yeah. Well, I, what would I, I Maury would be MS. Yeah. <laughs> that's unfortunate. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Dude, we have so much laundry that's already done. It's at home, but we just never have the time to fold it all. I wish there was a solution. Your wish has been uh, has been granted, Mocha. What would you pay to never have to fold laundry again? That is the question. That is the question, and we will get into it right now with Gal Rosoff, who is the founder and CEO of Foldymate. Foldymate is a machine that you put in your house, and it folds your laundry for you. 
Hi, gal. How's it going, man? It's Roz and Mocha. Hey, Roz and Mocha. How are you guys doing? Good. Doing great. You got that laundry folded or what? <laughs> Early in the morning. But yes, uh, I've been doing that for in the past uh, seven, seven days straight. But it's, I love every minute of it. It's not every day you get to speak on the phone to a genius. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'm humbled. Uh, gal, please explain to us how long has the Foldy Mate been in your life how long prior to us seeing everything at ces this year prior to us uh, reading about this device last year how long had you been working on the foldy mate i've been working on the concept for more than eight years already it's since 2010 the the version that you saw the one that is meant for our home my team which i'm very proud of made it in three years so it's kind of large i think that that may be the the problem that some people have like you would need a closet to just put the foldy mate in what will the version when we're able to buy this for thousand dollars by the way what will the version sort of look like when it is ready to hit market will it be similar to what you what you debuted last week sure so first uh, the price is not final yet and also the release date we're trying to go through the manufacturing process and uh, as you as everyone knows it's very long and costly and we don't know if we could get the cost down we're hoping to get it to a thousand plus dollars but we'll see where we, we where we hit the size of the uh, of the device would be very similar to what we showed uh, it's derived from two aspects. One is the items that we're able to fold with it, uh, and it can also fold towels and uh, extra, extra large shirts. So you say that you can do fold 25 items in less than five minutes. And for people, so you feed it into the front, and then it does its thing, and then out of the bottom of the machine uh, comes your perfectly folded clothes, right? So let's say a load of laundry. If we're talking like 25 items in less than five minutes, to me that seems like it's worth the money. Thank you. Um, yes, it's, it's, uh, we simplified the uh, uh, technology. All you have to do is just feed it. You don't have to choose anything. You don't have to tell the, the, the folding mate what it is. It just adjusts and adapts and makes it neatly folded in the bottom. Ever since the, the story kind of went viral last week, again, with Foldymate, uh, have you had any interest from some of the bigger brand name companies to buy the technology or actually buy Foldymate and put it under their name? Like, let's say, Samsung or LG or Maytag. So we had a lot of interest uh, first from laundromat owners in the past uh, year or so. And we've uh, decided to explore the opportunity to create a commercial version as well. Uh, yes, we've received a lot of attention from potential manufacturers. And that's partly the process that we need to go through. We need a partner to manufacture such a, a robotic device. And hopefully we could find uh, the best fit for us and uh, fulfill our dreams. So here's, let me I play devil's advocate here because you know, I do think you're a hero. The machine doesn't uh, empty your dryer for you, collect all the clothes and just fold them automatically. You have to stand in front of it and physically feed your clothes into the foldy mate. Mm -hmm. If I'm standing there, because I have to be there, and I'm taking the time to stand there because I have to be there, why don't I just use that time to fold my laundry? Great question. Thank you for asking <laughs> it. 
So I'll, I'll tell you what, if I stand there and use my time to do it, it will take me like two times more. Okay. And the quality of my fold will not look as good as the fold image. Fair enough. We even done uh, um, a, a race once with fold image <laughs> and a professional folder. Oh. And the only way the professional folder could, could win is that uh, if it compromises on the quality. See? Well, there you see, there's the, there's the pitch right there. Listen, I'm sold. Yeah, so now, am I. If, if, so am I. Once the Foldy Mate hits the market, I don't know if you have, like, you know, a discount for friends and family, but you can throw that code over to Raz and Mocha. I yeah. will happily make a purchase. You got me, man. First, uh, I think Raz and Mocha, you should, and everyone else who's listening today, you should go and join our wait list. We have a pre-order wait list. It will give you the priority once we reach your region. I encourage you to go out and give us your details so we could reach out back to you when we're ready. Fine. And uh, friends and family will talk about it. Rather okay. Oh, okay. Right. There we there go. go. I was okay. going to say, yeah, listen, we're friends now. Maybe you can bump us up to the top of that priority list or something because I'm, I'm willing to give you my money. I'm down. I'm down. Thank you so much, genius, sir. Thank you, guys. All right. That is Gal Rosoff, founder and CEO of The Foldy Mate. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix? Roz and Mocha got you. Hi, Maria. Hi. What's going on? How are you? Good. How are you? Good. All right, so today's FML. Here is what you wrote to us. Uh, I'm writing for FML Fix My Life. Need desperate help. I've been with my boyfriend for four and a half years. He is from Italy, and I moved there for him. We are currently in Canada. And about three weeks ago, I found messages on his laptop from two years ago with other girls. I know he's asking me to go back to Italy with him. I have no idea what to do. I would love some advice from you guys, please. So, Maria, are you from from Canada? Yes. How did you guys meet? So, basically, I go there every summer. Yeah. I have family there. Mm-hmm. So, I went there a couple years ago, and I met him. And it was just, for me, it was like instantly love. So, love. Um, and then I just decided to stay there for him. Like after two months of knowing him, I just decided he was the one and I decided to stay there for him. So how did you find these messages on his computer? Were you looking around for something? Did you already suspect something? Um, I kind of had my doubts. I'm very paranoid. So I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to look around. Um, and I seen a fake Facebook page. So I kind of just clicked on it. Like he had a I fake see, Facebook page. Yes. Okay. Yes. And I was just looking around and I see that he had messages from more than one girl. And what were they saying? Just, I don't even want to repeat no. what I seen. <laughs> Sorry. Were they, were they flirty messages back and forth yes. or, or were these messages yes. with women that he has met? No, no, no. These are like girls. Okay. They were a lot older girls. Uh-huh. Okay. They were like in their thirties. So, were they like sharing and pictures just, and stuff? Yes. Okay. Now, did he share pictures with them too? Yes. Okay. What made mm-hmm. you initially start to doubt his intentions or what he was doing when he wasn't around you? Um, I've had other people tell me that he might be like in the past he was a cheater. Yeah. So that just kind of started making me doubt myself. Okay. And do you guys but, live together in Italy? No. Okay, so you live separately. Wow. Um, Yeah, you live like an hour away from each other. What happened when you confronted him? What did he say? Oh, he he just kind of, at first he kind of lost it. Mm -hmm. He said it was my fault that Mm -hmm. I ruined things for searching this kind of stuff. Um, But then he kind of, 
he started feeling really bad. He started um, being a lot more sensitive. He didn't, um, he just basically just begged and begged and begged that he was sorry. Now, did he say that these were just, I'm just flirting. I don't even know these women. It's harmless. No, he said that it was like a bad time in his life. Because and and, and, um, and and let's just go back to that. So these were you've been with him four and a half years now. These messages were from two years ago. Was there anything recent? No, no, nothing recent. No, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. And how have things been? So let's do the math here. So how have things been for the past two and a half years then? Good. So good, I've right? Been pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, and he hasn't, as far as you know, hasn't reached out to any other women or hasn't had women message him or anything like that. What I know, these are just messages. He hasn't met with any women. Um, See, this is tough because then we have to define... Defining in this sort of day and age as far as what is cheating is really difficult because it's different (laughs) for, you know, is watching pornography cheating? You know, that, that's a personal thing. It depends on how you feel about it. Is, is, Is flirting with people online that you have no intention of meeting cheating? Is still using dating apps, flipping through them, playing it like it's a game but never actually meeting someone. Is that cheating? I think that you have to define cheating for yourself. And for me, if you have to ask if something's cheating, it's mm. cheating. That's yeah. how that's how you would define it, right? Did he cheat? In your eyes, even though he may never have met these women, in your eyes, that constitutes cheating. Just having these flirty messages back and forth, sending dirty pics to each other over Facebook, that's cheating for you, right? For me, it is. For you, it yeah. is. Okay. For him, it may not be. and But that doesn't matter at this point because the only thing that matters is, is what matters to you, okay, and how you feel about something because he's not going to be able to explain that that's not cheating. You will always feel like that's cheating. You will always feel like he cheated on you two years ago. But what do you do with this information when it was two years ago and nothing has happened since? That's the hard part with this. Yeah. Wait, when did you find these messages? On Facebook, on his laptop. No, when? No, no, yeah, when, like when, when? When, like three weeks ago? Yeah. Wait, okay, so what's he doing with, like, old-ass messages from how, two years ago? How deep did you go on his laptop? Yeah. <laughs> it was actually, it was a page already opened. Oh, so he's still oh. on there. That's different. He's still on it, but I haven't seen any messages. Yeah, jeez. Oh, boy. Tr- trust issues. Do you think that this is a trust issue that you will be able to get over? No. No. Oh, the, okay. Like, then, a, that, then that's you're your done. answer you're right done. there. Then yeah, you got to leave that relationship, bro. Yeah, Come done. back home. Come back to Canada. Yeah. Leave Italy. <laughs> yeah. If this is that, that's the only question that matters. Is that is that? Do you think that you'd be able to rebuild the trust? If your answer is no, you're done. You're done. You got to. You got to move like on. I, like I want to, but every single thing now that I see that's kind of off, it just yeah. yeah you're done. That's me. gonna drive Maria. That's you're gonna done. drive you crazy. Like if you try to continue this relationship, anytime this guy is not around you. In the back of your mind, which I'm sure as it stands right now, you're going to be thinking, what is he doing? Who is he with? Who is he texting? Who is he on Facebook with? Right? I think we lost her. I think she hung up. Oh. Well, you're done. So hopefully, I think we did fix her. I think so. I think Uh, we helped fix her life. That's it. Because if you're going to live your life that way, that is no way to live your life. Yeah, right? no. Gotta, Maria, if you're still listening, you got to get rid of this guy, move from Italy, come back home, and a story. Yeah. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life, only on KISS. Going through this article here about um, how these campaigns are run to take down Oscar frontrunners. And in the past, anytime what? a movie did well, yeah. that wasn't a 
Weinstein movie or back in the day, a Miramax movie, Harvey Weinstein was notorious for destroying movies' chances. So he would orchestrate these campaigns, these sort of whisper campaigns to pick up, dig up dirt on movies or to somehow put these movies into a negative yeah. light and ruin their chances going into going into the Oscar race. That's mob and, style, man. And it's happening really bad this year, but there's no Harvey Weinstein. So, so it's other people doing taking it. Taking it over. And this article paints a picture of this vicious circle of people who are trying to take down a lot of these movies. So the first movie that they mention is Green Book. It's like Mean Girls in the Burn Book. It is. It, listen to this. So the first movie is Green Book. So when Green Book started to pick up steam, because Green Book did well at the, um, the Golden Globes, Globes. yeah. But when Green Book started to pick up steam, the first thing that came out was that the movie was actually racist, but like racist in a weird old-timey way, which apparently it's not. I haven't seen the movie. Okay. But that's like a real, that's a real stretch. And then... They tried to kill the movie when Viggo Mortensen used the N-word. But Viggo Mortensen used the N-word when, in a press conference when he was describing the use of the N-word. Instead of saying the N-word, he actually oh. said it. But he said it in the context of describing the use of saying the N-word. Right. Then that they, they launched that campaign. So they tried to say that Viggo Mortensen used the N-word, kill this movie. Oh my God. Then they went and dug up relatives to uh, say that uh, the real guy who was in the movie that Mahershala Ali plays, to say that this movie was a uh, parade of lies, like distant relatives of the dude, yeah. right? Then they went and found the producer's old, somebody went through his old text messages and emails, and they found an old email that could be somehow taken as anti-Semitic. Then that came out. Then Peter Fairley, the director, they went and found all these old interviews. So when he used to direct comedies like Dumb and Dumber and all this stuff, yeah. I guess as a way of lightening up the mood on set, he used to show people his wiener. <laughs> right? Okay. So he directed this movie now, which is like a real serious movie, and it now is in Oscar contention, and now he has to apologize again for showing people his wiener on set. He said he did it up to a 500 times, by the way. 500? Yeah. Oh, man. So then the wiener story came out, Right. First Man, do you remember First Man? That movie was supposed to be Oscar gold. This was the Ryan Gosling, oh. Neil Armstrong movie. Yeah. When it came out in the summer, somebody, it was one thing that killed this movie. One thing. And they said it was anti-American because in the movie, they don't show Armstrong planting the flag in the moon. And so they said that it was anti-American, that this whole story oh, and you can't say was anti-American. Good old US of A. And so then all of a sudden, what should have been this great American story with Ryan Gosling and movie going into Oscar contention, now they have to defend themselves saying that the movie isn't anti-American. Holy cow. Right? So there's these, these campaigns to kill these movies. I had no idea. They tried to do it with Bohemian Rhapsody. As soon as that movie did well, as soon as Rami Malek won on the Golden Globes, everybody started reminding people that Brian Singer was the original director of that movie. Even though he's not credited he's as not, director, yeah, and he's, he's not, not credited as producer. Tied to it at all. Everybody started reminding people that Brian Singer was wow. attached to that movie and therefore no the idea. movie should be punished. Yeah, so who knows who's doing all this? But there's all sorts of campaigns to kill the Oscar frontrunners. Blame Regina George. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Hi, it's Roz and Mocha. What's up? Hey, good morning, guys. How you doing? Good. Who's this? Tyler. I got a, I got a question for Roz. Yeah, man. <clears throat> for more or less uh, statement. What uh, what advice can you give me? I just found out I'm having a baby girl. <laughs> good for you. Yo, it's awesome. Girls congratulations, rule. brother. Thanks, man. Yeah. Is it your first? Yeah, it is. 
Yeah, yeah. Gr- girls rule, dude. Don't worry about it. You're gonna be fine. What what kind of I, advice uh, are you hoping to get? Just as being a father what? of I, a girl, or really being a father in general? I don't general? really know. I got I got a sister. I got three three brothers. Yeah. I mean, I've been around toddlers and stuff from older friends and babysat quite a bit for them. And I don't know. I'm not looking for generic advice because you can find that anywhere. I'm looking for something a little bit different. You know? I'll tell you. I'll tell you this. I don't. I tend to not give a ton of parenting advice because it's a real it's a real personal thing. And once you start getting into this world is when I open myself up to be ripped apart. But I will say this. I've been around a lot of kids, both boys and girls. And I will say that girls are far more... Uh, well-behaved than little boys are. Oh, my God, dude. Uh, I can tell you that right now. Our kid is like a year and a half, and it is... When I get home in the morning, it's like a tornado ripped through, and throughout the rest of the day, that tornado is still going through the house. Yeah, and and this this continues on. Like, I always say this, okay? Girls will walk into a room, okay, full of toys, and they'll sort of assess the situation... And they'll figure out how to get from point A to point B to quietly um, uh, get the toy that they want to play with, okay? Boys walk into that same room, and it could be filled with toys, and their brain immediately starts thinking about how they can jump from the filing cabinet to the couch. Oh, my God, dude. You're explaining (laughs) my son right now. That's how they think. Like, that's (laughs) their world. That's how they assess a room. Okay? Like, they look at life, even even at that age, without any sort of influence, little boys and little girls look at a room completely differently. And you can tell, too, when they're they're in it. Um, But I love having a girl. I love girls things, you know, like girl things, quote unquote, girl things. Um, like I love this sort of, uh, you know, uh, like my, my kids really compassionate. I'm not saying that little boys aren't compassionate because they are compassionate, but I don't have anything to compare it to. Right. So yeah, for, yeah. for me, having for me, having a girl is just like I, I love it. I love it. I would love having a boy, too. But having there's something about for me having having a girl. I like the, being in a house with girls like I really do. Like I love coming home and just my girls are there. Like yeah. it's just real. It's real special for me. You know, uh, Tyler, if there's one thing that I could I could share with you, people can give you as much advice as you are looking to take in. But it is going to be completely different. The experience is going to be completely different for you and your wife when, or your girlfriend. I don't know what your yeah, situation wife, is. Yeah. For you and your wife, once you have that kid going through the uh, the steps, the experience, the day-to-day. Your day-to-day with that baby and your wife is going to be different from, let's say, your siblings who have yeah. kids as well, right? It's going to be way, way, way different. Um, so any type of quote-unquote advice, I would just like take with a grain of salt. Yeah, I know for sure. I, I can't wait, man. You know what? I was raised by my mom. I've been, I did my sister's hair all through my <laughs> young adult life. Like, yeah. I, I can't wait to have a baby girl. Okay, and I, I'll, I'll say this to you, and I don't know whether your wife's going to breastfeed or not or what that situation is, but uh, don't hold off on having night away from your kid. Yeah. Because the next yeah. thing you know, you're going to be five years and you've never spent a night away from your kid. <laughs> Do it early. Get it out of the way. Yeah. Get it out of yeah, the way. Uh, you and your wife, just go book a hotel room one night, leave the kid with the mother-in-law, and just go into get that one night away from your kid out of the way. And then that way you won't sit there five years later going, oh my God, we have not had one night to ourselves in five years because then that's going to become depressing. And okay. so socialize your kid early. When the kid is a baby, start bringing the kid to a restaurant. Yeah. Okay? Yeah, yeah, leave, yeah. It, leave it in the car seat under the table. 
Yeah. Right? Just break, socialize the kid early. Put the kid in as many different situations as you can early and often and just keep doing that. And then you're going to realize that the kid's going to be three and it knows that there's a difference of how you act in public and how you act in the house. And they'll get right. it. When they walk into a mall, they won't freak out. When they walk into a restaurant, they won't treat it like it's their high chair. Like acclimatize your kid to every social situation from the time they're a baby until the time they're four and do it often. No, I appreciate it, guys. Yeah. All right. Congratulations, Tyler. All right. Thanks a lot, man. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Kim Kardashian was on Watch What Happens Live last night. I like Andy Cohen. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I I've I've not liked him in the past, and now I quite like him. I thought he did a great job on New Year's Eve getting Anderson Cooper drunk. I thought that was a ton of fun. Yeah, you know they get drunk a lot. Yeah, you tell me about it. Right? And people seem to like doing a show, and they they really open up to him. So it makes for great television. Um, but Kim was on there, and she was talking about her beef with Taylor Swift, and her a little bit about her beef with Drake. But it was her sort of opening up about Kanye's tweets and her perspective on what we all see as completely over-the-top, irrational, crazy behavior, like he's off his meds. Uh, Kim had this to say. How's it going with Kanye and Twitter? (laughs) Um, He goes through phases. Like, he goes through, um, you know, he made a good point the other day. He was like, look, some people express themselves and... um, whether it's like if it's about a person like in like disc records and he's never he's like I've never done that you know some people see a therapist some people this he's like to me Twitter is my therapy and it's legal so I'm not doing anything to hurt anyone I'm not being you know maybe irrational but like not being like irrational and doing something physical because I'm upset or frustrated with someone I don't just you know people can end up in jail for maybe the things that I'm thinking but instead I just tweet it all it might be 150 tweets but it's how I get it out and then I feel better and then I'm over it for a while <laughs> right no I don't one tweet you're like yeah I hate Drake the next tweet you're all about Man, Drake, I love you so much. It's all peace and love in 2019. But he's, but he's just working. He's just working through it, right? Like he's just working through it. But he's just doing it on Twitter. Yeah, in public. He's, yeah, he's I just guess. he's putting all those thoughts that you have rolling around in your head. He's taking notes on every thought that he has and just sending it out into the public, which most of us don't. You know, he works through stuff on Twitter. But to hear Kim Kardashian sort of is you know talk about it that way. Obviously, they've had tons of conversations. Oh my about god, this. yeah, for sure. And she's able to articulate it. She's an articulate and uh, a very articulate woman. But for her to sort of have that perspective on things kind of changes the way I look at Kanye and the oh, way he tweets. Really? It really does. I don't know, man. I'm yeah. still. He hasn't won me back yet. Because if you if 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 you feel that it's cause for concern. The person who should be most concerned would be his wife. Yeah. And she doesn't sound like someone who is, and it's weird because everything in her life is about being famous, but the way Kim talks about Kanye, she seems very protective of him, mm-hmm. and she doesn't seem like she would let Kanye hurt himself for the sake of fame. That's what I get from it anyway. Yeah. Maybe, and I could be wrong. I've been wrong before. One time. Wow, that was very specific. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast.
Hello? Hi, it's Roz and Mocha. What's your name? <laughs> Kelsey, how are you? Good, Kelsey. Between Roz and Mocha, who's your favorite? Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I'm definitely going to have to say Roz. Oh, okay. <laughs> See? Oh, wow. No. What is oh, it? What? What is going on? She texted just now and said, can I just tell you who my favorite is? Yeah, but so I, I, called like, back. I would like to have a conversation oh, with the lady. Okay. <laughs> That's super rude. Hello. Hi, Kelsey. It's Roz Amoka. Hi, how are you? Good. Sorry about that. Roz hung up on you. Shut up. Oh, I don't believe that for a second. <laughs> You're such a jerk. <laughs> Why would you say that? Um, so how are you, Kelsey? I'm great. How are you doing? Doing good. So Roz is your favorite, huh? I, I'd have to say so. You know what? Both of you are like pretty much tied, but if I had to pick one, it's gonna have to be Roz. Oh, so it's like real close. Really, really close. Oh, great. Thanks. I feel. You both make me laugh. Yeah, right. What, uh, Kelsey, you can't see what's happening right now, but David Flory is in another room, and we're just separated by glass, and he is just like dying with laughter okay. right now. <laughs> That's amazing. We should. We should not have called you back. No. <laughs> is there anything else you would like to say kelsey no i just wanted to let you guys know that you guys are amazing and uh you make me smile every single day do i dare ask what that one thing is that pushed me over the top oh your sexy voice oh i mean <laughs> that was a weird noise that was a weird noise like, can you edit that out no. no like can you bleep that we can't no no, no i can play it again though oh no! <laughs> Thanks, Kelsey. Love you. Love you too, man. Oh. Hold on, one more phone call. One more call. Oh one more call. Hi, it's Ross Mug. What's up? Hi there, it's uh, Cliff calling. Hi, Cliff? Yeah, Cliff, uh, I gotta hear that uh, noise that Ross made again. That was shut sexy. Up, shut <laughs> up. Hey, Maury. No, no, this is Cliff. Hold on, Cliff. <laughs> Hold on here. Let me just take a picture right now, more of what you look because you're in your room. Are you talking to, to your... I'm sorry, I'm in the middle of a conversation with you. You're looking at me in my eyes right now while you're talking on the phone. And we can hear the echo. I just want to hear that Lord, sexy voice I again. I see your mouth moving. <laughs> can you turn your head a little bit to the left, please? Oh. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix? Roz and Mocha got you. Hi, Erica. Is this Mocha? It's Roz and Mocha. Ah! I'm sorry. I love you, Roz, but Mocha, yo, honestly. <laughs> so we're going we're gonna to start this way then, huh? <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Hey, Erica. Okay, no, no, continue, continue. Tell me, tell me why you like me uh, more than Roz. Well, you know, we're with singing people. So I was just like, yo, Mocha, awesome. Oh, damn. And, you know, we get down like that. So. Old school. Stick to your own. Yeah, wow. <laughs> <laughs> See, white people can't say that. No, you no, can't. You cannot. You can't kill it. You get fired. Yeah. Um, okay, so Erica, your FML. Roz, should we go mm -hmm. through this real quick? Yeah, so Erica, sure, no you, you wrote us this. I'm sending you a message today to get some advice about my relationship. I've been dating this guy for four months. We are both busy and we both live in the same city, but we don't see each other that much because of our jobs and family life. So I figure us texting each other would be the best bet, but I find that I communicate more than he does. My question is, am I wasting my time? 
Erica, yeah. it sounds to us like you've already made up your mind based on this text that you sent to us, and you're just looking to know from us if you're making the right decision, which is you think you should move on, right? Well, no, not really. Oh. I'm I'm thinking that... Um See, that's that's my problem. That's okay. how I always get into this crap. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll just uh, okay. I'll just say something real quick here. Oh boy. Okay. <laughs> Man, she knows you, bro. Okay. <laughs> the first four months of any relationship should be some of the most exhilarating, heart pounding, wild, fun, incredible moments that you're ever going to have in a relationship. Agreed. But you don't have that. I don't have that. And I feel like we don't have that because we're then both you single don't parents. have that. Yeah. Because, oh, so because you're both single parents. Is that what you said? Yeah. I'm a single mom of four and he's a single mom of, of two. And we both work 12 hours. Wait, pause. Erica, single mom of a four year old or single mom of four kids, four kids. Oh. And he's a single dad of two kids. Yes. Okay. Oh boy. Well, yeah, of course you guys are going to be busy. So when do you see, how did you meet? Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> we met on POF. Plenty POF. of fish. Oh, plenty of fish. Okay. Like you don't know. Yes. Nothing wrong with that. Okay. So you met on plenty of fish and after meeting, how long, like you guys had started seeing each other before actually making it official and dating? Yes. He indicated from the get go that you know he's a, he's very busy and and I did too because I have two jobs, right? I'm just thinking that okay we'll more communicate when it came on to uh, texting and and stuff like that. But I guess it's just died down a little bit. Yeah. How does he feel about the whole thing? Like, do you have conversations with him about it? That's the thing. I, I'm afraid to have a conversation with him because I don't oh. want to. Uh, be pushy or I don't yeah. want to sound overbearing. No, okay. but does he ever bring it up with you? No, because again, I'm always the one doing the texting. Do you feel that you are any sort of priority in his life? Not right now, no. Okay. How much intimate time have you guys had to spend together? Lucky enough, we make room for that. Okay. Because I'm a very freaky person. Okay, so you're okay. <laughs> okay, so you're a freak, and you need to get your freak on, and he's and yes. he's up, and he's up for that. He's he's up for the freak when we do when we do see each other. Okay. Right. But then and when, we make we make it work when it comes down to that because okay. we don't, haven't seen each other in a while. So you're with a guy four months, and mm -hmm. you try and communicate with him through text messages and uh, emailing, and you feel that you are way more engaged in that aspect of the relationship than he is. Communication. Communication. Yeah. You are far more interested in communicating. Uh, than he is. You are not sure if you're a priority in his life, but you're damn sure that when it's time to get freaky, he's ready to get freaky. Mm -hmm. You sound like a booty call. Oh yeah. Well, that's that's what I'm trying to say. Like, if I'm if that's what it is, let me know. If I'm if that's not what it is, then don't let me get into. Then it's this point where you have to you that you now have to establish some boundaries and some ground rules. Like, if you're fine being a booty call, but you just have to establish that. You you can't be sitting here hoping that this this guy may be the guy that you merge families with. Yeah, and you guys are going to be a happy household of six, four, five, six, eight. seven, eight. 
You need to know this right away. And if you're happy being the booty call, you know, single mom, why not, right? You got yeah, to have your fun. <laughs> you're a freak. Erica's down. Right? You got to get it. <laughs> you get yours, girl. But you just need to know one way or the other. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Just so have I, that conversation with them. Yeah. And don't have that conversation over text. In new relationships, no, I don't want. You can't text. You can't text. Even if you talk on the phone, is better than texting. I know it's kind of old school, but even if you just talk on the phone, it's better. Erica, you're looking for true love. He's just looking for that ass. Oh, and it's a nice ass. (laughs) (laughs) Erica, we love you so much. Thank you for taking part in Raza Mocha's FML. All right, thank you guys very much, and Mocha. Yeah, girl. Fix my life only on Kiss. Did you see that Rihanna's suing her own dad? What is up with that? <laughs> like, I understand strained relationships and everything else, but when you start suing your parents, what happened? So her dad. Did she not like pick up the phone and be like, yo, dad, whatever no, it is you're doing? No, it's all lawyers. You um, call your lawyer, they send the cease and desist. But I'm sure they, they don't text. Do they not have a good relationship? I don't know what their relationship is. But Obviously not good. It's like the billionaire Stronach suing each other. The what? The, the car dealer part, guys. Oh. Soon as the, the old man suing the daughter and all this other stuff. Uh, so Rihanna launched her Fenty beauty line. Yeah, Fenty need- is her last name. Yeah, Rihanna needs to launch some new music. Enough with the makeup. And Fenty is also... Her dad's last name. Well, duh. So Rihanna trademarked the name Fenty for her own business ventures, including Fenty Beauty. Her father launched Fenty Entertainment. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) What? But it's his last name. But I can see why. So, okay. Continue. Sorry. sorry. So her dad launched Fenty Entertainment. And in the lawsuit, Rihanna says her father, Ronald Fenty. Yeah started the company despite the fact that she trademarked the name Fenty for her own business ventures. Oh, but the last name was she his claims first. her dad is profiting from the brand's name and reputation. According to documents, Rihanna claims that Ronald Fenty and his business partner falsely called themselves her reps. Oh, okay, yeah, no, you can't do that. In order to make millions. She's reportedly sent a cease and desist letter to her father. But he's ignored her. <laughs> well, yeah. You can't do that. First of all, he had the last name first. so That's tough, man. Right? He had the last name first. So he should be able to use Fenty Entertainment, but not claim that he reps his But what daughter. if she wants to use Fenty Entertainment? Then she should have done so before. No, but she trademarked Fenty for her business ventures, meaning right. Fenty Beauty, Fenty Entertainment. Uh, yeah, but she trademarked Fenty Beauty, Fen- did she not? Yeah, but no, she trademarked Fenty yeah. for her business. Okay, but she did not trademark Fenty Entertainment. But no, no, but that's like me calling my, you know, my company, you know, uh, if I wanted to start a company called uh, Pepsi Pillows. <laughs> They'd be like, sure. hey, hold on now. We know we don't sell pillows, but she can't sell Pepsi Pillows. <laughs> People are going to think that we're associated with it. Then you should I would trade, not. Then Pepsi, y'all should have trademarked <laughs> Pepsi pillows years ago. Now, would a Pepsi pillow like smell like Pepsi, or yes. would it be shaped like a Pepsi can? Both. Both. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Our good friends, the Wiggles. What? 
We'll be dropping a new song. Wait a second. We've never done a, a, a Wiggles debut before. I know. This is big news in the world of the Wiggles because they've teamed up with a YouTube channel that has 13 million subscribers and is super huge in our house. We're on this YouTube channel every single day. What is it? Called Super Simple Songs. Okay. And they do these cute little kid songs. And my son, who's a year and a half, his absolute favorite song on that channel is... The Five Little Ducks song. Five little ducks went out one day (laughs) over the hill and far away. And he always says the the quack, quack, quack part. Quack, 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 quack. But only four little ducks came back. One, two, three. This is for real little kids. Four. Four little ducks went out. So the Wiggles. Got together with this YouTube channel and they've created a song that they've never done before on a subject that they've never talked about before. Okay. On using the toilet and potty training. <laughs> right? The Wiggles, they've, you know, in songs, they promote not bringing peanuts to preschool, sure. about buckling your seatbelt. Yeah. Um, they even have a song. About wheelchairs, but they've never tackled the subject of poo, of poo, pooing, <laughs> of using the can. Uh, so Dan Mori actually talked to Anthony Wiggle. Oh, nice! Yesterday to talk about why you know in the thirty years or whatever, how long the the Wiggles have been out, they've never done something like this. What took so long for the Wiggles to do a song of this nature? Well, it's, it's a challenge, Marty, because, you know, doing a toilet song, um, well, I guess it's, uh, you know, you have to be careful um, what language you use and that you're not going to, well, I say it's to encourage children to go to the toilet, but it's also a very sensitive area of life. Now, I guess you, you flushed everything out and you, you came up with a non-crappy toilet song. Well, everyone says it's absolutely ship-shaped. <laughs> but why was it important to do this song? We, we, we have for the last 30 years been getting lots and lots of feedback from parents that they need a song to help them encourage the children to go to the toilet, you know, out of the uh, nappies or diapers, as you say, and um, use the toilet. And a lot of children are scared of the toilet and um, scared of fears that they have about using the toilet. And, um, so it's a song that encourages children to just sit there on the toilet and try and get through the whole song. Even if they don't do anything, just to sit there in the toilet, enjoy the song um, with mum or dad helping out, of course, um, as, as support. Wow. So I have a clip of the song. Are you sitting on the toilet? Like a prince or a princess <laughs> on a throne. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Let me ask you: Do you ha- are you friends with any of your exes? Mm, like, no. do you have a, do you have relationships with any of your exes? Do no. you even have exes? Yeah, but I don't have any type what of is, relationship. When, when, when's the last ex you had? 
college? College? End of college? So between... Oh, wait, no, 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 no. Sorry, that's a lie. I couldn't even tell you. A long time. Okay. So presumably, like a little bit after college to when you got married, you, you were not in a relationship? Like not what really. you would consider a relationship? No. Really? No yeah. calls? No. I mean... No, but like a girlfriend more. No, more. no girlfriends. Look at him. You're going to question booty calls? Um... <laughs> No girlfriend, though. Nah. That's interesting yeah. to me. Everything was just chill. And Anna Ferris and Chris Pratt, their relationship is, I find it fascinating because you want to, you want to feel weird about it because they have not been broken up that long. They had like this wonderful public relationship where they were super affectionate and then it all just sort of disintegrated. Yeah. And then, kids and then they have one boy, yeah. Oh, okay. And then she is now with somebody. Yeah. And he, Chris Pratt, is with Catherine Schwarzenegger and they just announced their engagement and he put this big thing on social and then she put this big thing on social. And then Anna Ferris commented on it, congratulating them. Oh, and at first nice. instinct on that, I was thinking, this is something that you now have to do for the sake of the child, you have to play nice yeah. and you have to make a comment so people don't start aggressively attacking either party in the relationship for jumping in a relationship too soon after a divorce sure. and speculation on infidelity and all this stuff. But then... Anna Anna Ferris, she's got to make it seem like she's totally cool with everything so that the public, everybody can be like, all right, but here's, everybody's good. But here's the thing. I'm going to okay. play you a clip of Anna Ferris talking about it. Okay. And you tell me if this is a woman pretending to be cool or who is just actually genuinely cool. Sweet Chris, my ex, got engaged to Catherine, and I'm so happy for them. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. No, listen, listen. Chris texted me he was like you know i you know i proposed to Catherine last night and i was like ah that's amazing and i said i texted him back like i just want to remind you i'm an ordained minister yes <laughs> and i do want to congratulate chris and Catherine. congratulations i'm thrilled is there a chance um, no that Can his ex-wife is going to officiate his no. new wedding listen to this again because the i think she's genuine dude she's, really yeah she's i don't know legit. this whole thing no. sounds like a giant eye roll no like and, yeah, of and course I feel I'm happy and I them. feel terrible for thinking that it's anything but genuine. It's okay. I, I mean, really I don't do. Know. No, you're okay. You're allowed to be friends with your. I you mean, are, but you just want to go the other way. Picture, picture, Anna Ferris saying this with just like everything inside of her, just forcing her to say it, and she's just eye rolling the whole time. Put, Sweet Chris, my ex got engaged to Catherine, and I'm so happy for them, Chris texted me he was like you know i you know, i proposed to Catherine last night and i was like ah that's amazing and i said i texted him back like i just want to remind you i'm an ordained minister yes <laughs> and i do want to congratulate chris and Catherine. congratulations and i'm thrilled wow. you think that the says way, no the way she's saying at the end she's genuine the way she yes. says it lower ah. she's like don't forget i'm an ordained minister she's genuine I guaranteed why can't we but like i truly believe that so do i and i didn't want to because i thought wow well, how could this happen but now I actually feel legitimately bad for thinking that they were putting on this sort of public front for the sake of us. I don't know. I feel I, bad. I don't believe it, guys. That's because you've never had a real relationship before your wife. Hey! <laughs> Truth. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. I'm looking at this picture of David Beckham, first of all. Mm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
Um, Why are you randomly looking at pictures of David Beckham? No, like it's a it's a news story. Uh-huh. So it's a picture of David Beckham on his couch, and his he looks like he's sleeping, and his dog is on him. Like he's got the dog pulled up on the couch, uh. and the dog's heads on his chest. Super and, sweet. He's using the dog as a blanket. And Victoria Beckham took the picture, yeah. and she posted it. And on top of both of David Beckham and the dog is a blanket. Oh, right? So they're all, they're all cuddled up. Yeah. But then fans started to realize that the blanket that David Beckham has the dog wrapped up in yeah. is a $6,000 Louis Vuitton blanket. What? $6,000. I say this all the time that rich people, like really, really rich people, uh-huh. famous people, the one thing that they don't want you to know is exactly how rich they actually are. Wow. They don't. They don't. It doesn't matter who. They, they have to still somehow seem relatable, like in, in, in small little ways. That's why things like social media, they post pictures, and they, I'm just like you. You know, like, oh, look at that. It's just like us. $6,000 blanket. But then every now and then, you slip up, and you post a picture of your husband sleeping on the couch with the dog wrapped in a $6,000 blanket. So the blanket, do you know anything about this blanket, Maury? No? So just it's red. Up. It's like, a, it's like a logo? red. It's a red blanket with the Louis Vuitton logo on it, uh-huh. right? And the blanket sold out immediately. No, it did not. Yep, sold out immediately, and it's currently going for um, six grand on Kicksquare and on eBay. One is for sale for seven thousand nine hundred and eighty dollars. What? Let me see this. I haven't seen this picture, dude. I'm this. telling you. Look at. That's all it is. It is a regular fleece blanket. Look it. Tell me that doesn't look like just like a regular blanket. That's a straight. That could even. I don't know, man. That would pass his bootleg too. Right. So that's the difference. Like when when you start getting into things, and it's you know, grand. you see you see private jets, like and you see and you them, see though, right? yeah, it's peanuts for them. It's peanuts for them. They're like. This is the dog blanket. Yeah, like, do you do you know how a blanket in my house would be treated? Like, if I grew up and my mother inherited a six thousand dollar blanket, oh, you'd have to. It would be you'd rent like a storage unit <laughs> yeah. that had twenty four hour security. It would suddenly become the most important family member we had. Yeah, that yes. blanket. Yes. Right, <laughs> that blanket would then become the most important thing in the history of our family if we owned or inherited a six thousand dollar blanket. That is crazy. And if I ever wrapped the dog up in it, You're I wouldn't right. be here today. Yeah. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hello. Hi, it's Roz and Mocha. Oh <laughs> hey, what's oh your name? Celine. Celine, Celine. How, how are you today? Good, how are you guys? Good. Roz, Celine texted us and it yeah. said, Hey, Roz Mocha, your show honestly puts the biggest smile on my face on a daily basis. I have days where I just feel incredibly sad or I'm stressed, uh, but your podcast allows me to take minutes to unwind and relax on my drive home. I've been listening since I was about 17 years old in high school. Oh. I am now 26, working full-time in human resources. Your podcast needs to win an award for putting a smile on everyone's faces. I don't think you guys know the impact you have on people's lives. Love you. Wow. That's really nice, Celine. Thank you. Thank you for making my day on a daily basis. Uh, why are you so sad? Uh, going through a breakup and then like a high-stress job, but I love my job. What happened with your uh, with your relationship? How long were you together with the, the person? Was it with a guy or girl? A guy. It was uh, two years. Two years. And what happened? Um, I guess we just had too many differences that... 
long run, it just it wouldn't have worked out. There would have been more issues long term, oh, so it just no. didn't work out. All right. So what? When did you re, when did you start to realize this, and what was it that kept you together for two years? Just like the the the, the fun factor. Um, I think he was a big support system. We yeah. were a big support system in each other's lives. We had that companionship. I have nothing bad to say about him. I think he's an amazing human being. Um, just with all the differences and how I guess I'd want to raise kids and um, long-term goals, they just it didn't align. So, what would be the point if we can't keep each other happy down the road? Yeah. Well, at least you recognized it now. Yeah, that's incredible. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Now, did you do the important thing and unfollow him from all sorts of social media? No. Now that is my next step that I'm going to be working on. Okay. Yeah. Have you been creeping though? Um, a little bit. I wouldn't say on a daily basis. Yeah. But like once a week. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Have you seen anything that upset you? Um, no. Alright, well, uh, unfollow his ass right away and uh, and you'll be fine. <laughs> you sound like you're in a great place right now. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think I am in a good place. I think I've worked really hard for where I am. And I think good things will happen in the future. Everything happens for a reason, so it is what it is. Uh, hey, listen, you sound great, and can't believe you've been listening for as long as you have been listening, which is <laughs> mind-blowing. I mean, I swear the podcast should be considered, like, it's almost like the Bible, and I hate to say that, <laughs> but I, I, like, religiously listen to it. Wow, for damn. Advice. Just for different perspectives to get a good laugh. Oh, thank you so much, Celine. And between Raz and Mocha, who's your favorite? Oh, that's hard. Um, okay, so I love you both, but I'm gonna have to say Raz and Mocha. There was one podcast that you teared up over your wife, Jenna, and how it just showed how much you loved her and how you appreciate those small things and you see that she's tired and she's running around doing everything. And I'm like, damn, I wish I had someone like that. Too bad you don't have like a twin brother, but that is why you're my favorite. He may not have a twin brother, but he's got some free time. Hey, man. Come on, Listen, no, 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 no. Celine, don't, don't listen to Ross. Why not? Your wife's an HR person. She works in HR. Like, I'll just take the win, okay? Celine, we love you so much. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Love you guys. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Explain to me what's going on <clears throat> with uh, Mariah Carey Hold and on. her what ex assistant because I know that when they were together, you had feelings about this woman. This is a different one. This oh, this is Stella. a different assistant. This is not Stella. This is an assistant. Have you ever watched that reality show Mariah Carey had? This is like an assistant that was just given the job. She was contracted for two years, but then fired after one year. Okay. And behind the scenes, this assistant was like filming Mariah Carey when she was drunk or doing sexy things. That all the lambs, the Mariah fans are saying she's the one that wanted to be famous. No, that was Stella. That was Stella. That was Stella. Uh, Stella was fired last year and was the worst thing ever. This one here, her name is Uh, Ella. Ella. No, no. Uh, (laughs) um, uh, Leanna. Okay. Leanna Azarian. Yeah, and so she was part of, like, she was hired during the reality okay, show so time. Okay, so the story goes that Mariah Carey is suing her ex-assistant for trying to blackmail her with embarrassing so, videos. So this person here was going to, said to Mariah, give me $8 million right. and I won't post the video. So Mariah Carey's, like, wanted to sue for $8 million, but I guess they're only letting her sue for, like, $3 million. Right, but how do you get to do that? This is my question, is one, I want to know what's on those videos. As do I, if she's willing to sue um, back. Oh. You know what? Apparently she said one is career damaging. No, here's what I think. Yeah. 
Just going off of, I've never met Mariah Carey, so I don't know. But oh, she's just going fabulous. off of the yeah. rumors that you always hear about Mariah yeah. is that the footage that this assistant, former assistant, probably has on her is of Mariah Carey treating somebody else or a bunch of other people uh, poorly. Maybe yelling, maybe berating someone. But uh, that's not career-ending because we all know that down. about Mariah Carey. You know, this maybe year, using racial slurs. You no, know, this year, I'm convinced it's because if you watch in the reality, reality show, on the bus she was smoking weed at some time. So I, I'm convinced... That's not career-ending, no? Career no, but ending. I'm convinced it's she was drunk or stoned or something in the video and, and acting it, weird. And, or maybe she's around the kids and she's drunk and stoned or yeah. something. And one of the other... The two second video is she's acting sexy. So maybe doing something with Brian Tanaka her boyfriend. Oh, <laughs> like kissing? <laughs> <laughs> That's not career ending. Like, I yeah, want to know. Like, what is it? I, for Mariah Carey, who everybody in the world knows that she's a colossal diva. Like, so if she's being mean to somebody, that is not career ending. If she's smoking weed on a bus, that is not career ending. Could this if be... she's making out with a guy, that is not career. None of those things are career so ending. So she was also with Mariah when Mariah had that whole horrible situation at Times Square during New Year's Eve where she couldn't hear and started singing. That's not career ending, no. no. But she might have video right afterwards. She might have been saying some bad stuff about NBC okay, or what have you. If that performance didn't end her career, whatever she <laughs> yeah. said afterwards certainly won't. <laughs> but anyway, how do you not get arrested when you blackmail somebody for $8 million? That's what I wonder. Why is this woman in jail? Because if it's video she shot on her phone, what is, what's the... You know, she's blackmailing somebody. Yeah. Is that illegal? <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. You've played Fortnite before, and then you stop because you got chirped by a 12-year-old, right? 13, I think. <laughs> okay. Yeah, using all sorts of swear words. I was like, listen, I'm a grown-ass man, dog. I don't need to mingle with this with this crowd. Just in case you're... Because I've, I've never actually like controlled... I've seen Fortnite just on online and everything else, but I've, I've never played Fortnite but just to sort of put things into perspective as to how huge Fortnite is, they released their the list of the most money-making video games from 2018. Yeah. A game called Crossfire is in at number five with $1.3 billion. Ooh. Pokemon Go, $1.3 billion. Remember that when people were falling off buildings and stuff playing Pokemon Go? Uh, running into traffic. Yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. I wish that would come back. We could thin the herd a little bit. <laughs> um, League of Legends, $1.4 billion. Dungeons and Dragons, $1.4 billion. Oh, sorry, uh, Dungeon Fighter Online, $1.4 billion. So you get the, 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 so from two to five, everything's around between $1.5 and $1.3 billion. And then you yeah. get to number one, which is Fortnite. Fortnite made a billion dollars more than the number two game. Fortnite made $2.4 billion last year. We're talking video games here. These are video games. Let me let me try and put this. Hold on here, Maury. Give me a number right now. How much did Disney pay for all Lucasfilm and all of Star Wars? Because this is where you're gonna your mind's gonna get blown right out. Star Wars, the, the biggest entertainment franchise in the history of like entertainment. Four billion or something. What did they or pay? Nine? What? Four billion. Four billion. Four billion. Okay. That's so what Disney I paid four billion dollars for the biggest, most successful entertainment franchise in the history of entertainment for four billion dollars, and Fortnite in one year made two point four. Oh my god, that is ridiculous, dude. That is so ridiculous. Still, I'm playing though. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast.
All right, Roz. Okay, Mocha, uh, for the podcast, are you ready? Yep. <laughs> Let's do the news! A Roz and Mocha show and KISS 92.5 news break. Costco is selling a 27-pound bucket of mac and cheese. Get out of here. Do-do-do-do-do-do. That's six gallons of mac and cheese. <laughs> yes. It has 180 servings inside. Uh-huh. And it has a shelf life of 20 years. Oh, yeah. That's a lot of mac and cheese. <laughs> That's a lot of do-do-do-do-do-do on the toilet. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Uh, the Critics' Choice Awards last night had two ties Wait, how does that happen? So Lady Gaga yeah. and Glenn Close both won for Best Actress. And then on the TV side, Amy what? Adams and Patricia Arquette tied and both won for Best Actress in a TV show. And it was cool what they did because they did their speech together on stage. They did? Yeah, they just sort of held hands and then they each just started thanking people. Uh, Kim Kardashian was on Watch What Happens Live with Andy Cohen. And people really open up on this show. It's quite interesting to watch. I think they like him so much. Yeah, and one of the things that they got into real quick was whether the beef still exists between Kim Kardashian and Taylor Swift. Kim, you and Taylor Swift, still a beef with Taylor after all that went down? No, squash. Over it. Over it. Good. And have you two had any communication or you just feel like we've all moved on? No, I feel like we've all moved on. Okay. Oh, okay. How far have you moved on and with who, um, whom have you moved on with? Because there seems to be new beef, as we know, which is uh, now between Drake and Kanye slash Drake and Kim. So then the question came up, who would you rather be trapped in an elevator with? Who are you going to pass it to? Obviously, Kim has okay. to answer a question. Who would you rather be stuck in an elevator with, Taylor Swift or Drake? Taylor Swift. Thank you very much for playing. You oh. Well, guess what? Drake won't be in the elevator with you either. Okay, Kim? The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Tom Cruise confirms that Mission Impossible 7 and 8 will be shot back-to-back for summer wow. 2021 and 2022. Release dates when Tom Cruise in 2022 will be 60. No. Yes. Is he... Get out of here. He will be 60 when these are Tom all... Cruise, listen. By the time the second one comes out, looks dude. great. That last Mission Impossible movie was hands down the greatest action movie I have ever seen in my life. I absolutely love... That's yep. probably my favorite out of all the Mission Impossible movies. Yeah. Oh, it was the best. It was... The, like, if, if there was one of those scenes that they did in that Mission Impossible movie, in any movie that I saw growing up, one of those chase scenes, yeah. it would have stuck with me my whole life. Yeah. And that movie is God, full of... There's like so 12 of them good. in that movie. It is so, yeah. so good. And I'm not saying it's the perfect movie. I'm not saying... But it, as far no, as but, action sequences yes, go... agreed. The latest Mission Impossible movie was the greatest action sequence of sequences my eyes have ever seen in one yeah. film. And yo, without question. Tom Cruise, because we know he does a lot of his own stunts. Yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Uh, Gillette is facing backlash and boycott over <gasps> their new commercial. What happened now? Uh, so they've gone from the best a man can get to the best men can be. And this is uh, sort of a response uh, to everything that has been going on in the world with the Me Too movement over the last couple of years and accountability. Uh, but a lot of people have a problem with it. So here's a little bit of the new Gillette commercial. Bullying. The Me Too the movement against sexual harassment. Masculinity. 
Is this the best a man can get? Is it? Problem we can't hide from it. Sexual harassment is taking over. It's been going on far too long. We can't laugh it off. What I actually think she's trying to say. Making the same old excuses. Boys will be boys. Boys will be boys. Boys will be boys. But something finally changed. Allegations regarding sexual assault and sexual harassment. And there will be no going back. Because we, we believe in the best in men. Men need to hold other men accountable. So, so far the uh, video has been viewed more than 2 million times on YouTube and the like to dislike ratio was uh, 23,000 likes to 214 dislikes. Wow. Um, people feel that it is a attack on men, not just the quote toxic masculinity, but uh, there's a lot of thin-skinned dudes who are really overreacting to this, I will say that. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of rational sort of thought behind this, and it goes back to how we treat boys and what is, you know, sort of acceptable behavior and what we're trying to deprogram out of, you know, out of young boys. And people feel that that is, one, wrong, and two, they feel threatened by it. And also the argument comes into this where, you know, not everybody is like that, but we live in a time right now of where you can't say that. You can't look no, at somebody not. like Harvey Weinstein or some of these really deplorable people who have done deplorable things, and you can't say, yeah, but that's not all dudes, right? You can't say that. Mm-hmm. It's not accepted. It's not the time to say that. And oftentimes, boys are looked at like being a boy, you are somehow, you know, broken. Mm-hmm. And it's something that needs to be inherently fixed because the world you live in, you will grow up to be all those things that need to that need to change. And that's not necessarily the case, nor was it, you know, the case that you would defend years ago when young girls were told that they were n- never have opportunities to do things because girls didn't do that. That was a terrible thing to tell to young girls. Yeah. This kind of stuff at times is a terrible thing to tell to tell young boys. And so the message is sort of mixed and a lot of people have rational reaction to it and debate that should be heard. There's a lot of irrational um, uh, reaction to the Gillette commercial. Um, but the backlash is like, it's crazy because Gillette is really, they've changed course and I don't know for a company They've dug their heels in, and and this is not something that you can go back from. It's a real big move by Gillette, like a really, really big move by Gillette um, to sort of stake their entire brand and marketplace and customer base on Damn. on this new on this new vision so they're all for it and they're being applauded for it by a lot of people and they should because there is some good in the message but it is a uh, it's a big play a really 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 big play by Gillette so if you see people on social media today throwing the razors in the garbage uh not me. I just bought like a Costco size pack. <laughs> I Did love you? the razors, yeah. Yeah, but people are getting rid of them. There's a boycott. There's a boycott. People do you know how many I bought yeah. from Costco, though? How many did you buy? Is it a good deal at Costco? Oh, dude, it's fantastic. Yeah? I got like a pack of like 20 or something like that. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. Okay, so when you're done, yeah. when you're done, then reevaluate <laughs> like, how you feel about Gillette. <laughs> like two years? You're in, you're in too deep financially right like, now just to boycott. I get I it. just bought So am I. I'm in too deep to boycott. So. Okay? <laughs> I got to pretend I didn't see this video. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. I uh, better get to YouTube before this happens today. Speaking of screen time. Uh, YouTube is banning challenges and pranks that could lead to harm. Starting today, YouTube, quote, 
YouTube is home to many beloved viral challenges and pranks, but we need to make sure what's funny doesn't cross the line into also being harmful or dangerous. We've updated our external guidelines to make it clear that we prohibit challenges presenting risk or serious danger and or death. They say pranks that makes victims believe they're in serious physical danger are also a no-no or cause children to experience severe emotional distress. This is to get rid of all those creep parents who play these horrific hoax on their kids and make them cry and oh, then post yeah. the videos on YouTube. Like when a kid believes that one of their family members, or sorry, when a family member makes a kid think that they're invisible. No, I like those. Don't get rid of the invisible kid prank. No, right. you can't do that. Dad, I'm right here. No. Dad, it's me. <laughs> I'm right here. Reggie, where are you? <laughs> What'd Dad, you do? it's me! I'm here! What'd you I'm do? I'm right here! Reggie, I can't Dad, see you! Dad, but I'm here! No, Reggie! Dad, Dad I can't be like this forever! <laughs> okay, yeah, leave those ones up. Those yeah, are funny. Yeah, please, don't get rid of those. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Uh, Toronto is officially the uh, worst bed bug city in all of Canada. Oh, no! Yes. No, don't applaud that! Why? We're number one! No, I'm not in that, though. Doesn't matter. That you sucks. Nah, That's listen, man. Gross. You got to take your victories. No, no. Yeah. I don't claim that. We don't claim that. Nobody's really surprised. We're the biggest, dirtiest city. Hamilton. Uh, Canada's oh, pest wow. removal and exterminator company, Orkin, recently released the list of the cities with the worst bed bug infestations in Canada. And uh, yeah, the results are gross. The rankings were based on the number of bed bug treatments they did between January and December. And Ontario, just Ontario alone, yeah. is a filthy province. Uh, ten cities in Ontario were listed. Of course, Toronto, number one. Ottawa, you filthy beasts. Uh, <laughs> they were number two with the most bed bug infestations. Coming in six on the list. Uh, Hamilton came oh, in no. seventh. Sudbury ranked eighth. Windsor, ninth. Scarborough. Yo, we Ran- don't claim that. Ranting out the top we ten. Don't, we don't claim that. <laughs> no, yo, why are we so dutty in the city? Well, it's just the way it goes. Gross. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Uh, ASAP Rocky ran into a few female fans recently. And they've been waiting a real long time, and they're real big fans of ASAP Rocky. And they were like, hey, man, what about just like a couple little kisses on the cheek? And ASAP Rocky was like, oh, hell no. Listen to this. We've been waiting since grade eight. Oh. It's too much R. Kelly stuff going on right now. No kisses on the cheeks tonight. <laughs> Shout out to these beautiful young ladies. And y'all get home safe. Right? Okay, okay, you too. Be good. Oh, I love you. I love you more. Thank you so much. Uh, All right. That- Great way to handle the situation. No more kisses. Great way to handle the situation. Nope. But it shouldn't be that way. It shouldn't, but ASAP Rocky knows. That's the problem, though. ASAP Rocky knows. All it takes is one of these girls to be like, he Yo. gave me a kiss, and, and it, I I, yes, you. I asked for it, but it wasn't what I, I thought it you. was going to be, I or he may have grabbed that ass, or... Yeah, play it safe. Gotta Got do it. it. Yeah, The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. We're going to talk about Macaulay Culkin. He did a podcast uh, called Inside of You, and he was speaking out quite candidly about his relationship with Michael Jackson, his friendship with Michael Jackson, because you know there's a brand new documentary that's going to debut at Sundance and then on HBO from two people who claim to be alleged uh, victims of sexual assault from Michael Jackson. It's a brand new thing. And uh, so Macaulay presumably is speaking out uh, because of all that news. This is Culkin talking about that uh, relationship that he had with Jackson. He reached out to me 
because yeah, because a lot of things were happening, like you know, big and fast with me. And I think yes, I think he identified with that. I mean, at the end of the day, it you know, it's it's almost easy to try to say, oh, it was like weird or whatever, and but it wasn't because it made sense. Like we were we were legitimate. Like here's the thing: at the end of the day, we were friends. Nobody else in my Catholic school even had like even like this much idea of what I was going through you know or what I and like he was the kind of person who's like yeah been through the exact same freaking thing and wanted to make sure that like I wasn't alone but do you remember when people ripped Drake for hanging out with Millie Bobby Brown because that was weird let me tell you how much times have changed when Michael Jackson called up Macaulay Culkin and was like do you want to be friends Macaulay Culkin was 10 Jackson was 32 oh yeah like what would the world look like right now what would Twitter do to a celebrity Male. Uh, that celebrity would be canceled right away. For like calling finished. up a 10-year-old. Finished, yeah. A 10-year-old. Your career would be done. And they'd be finished. sleeping at their house and stuff. Yeah. Finished. Weird. No, finished. You'd be done. Uh, investigated. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. We spend nearly half of our waking hours looking at screens. This according to new research. They calculate the average adult logs six hours and 43 minutes of total screen time a day that works out to 7,956 days over a typical life more specifically the survey found that 42 percent of the time we're awake our eyes are fixated on either a smartphone a computer a tablet a television or any other device and this is supposing that we sleep eight hours a day, which most of us don't. So you can crank up the screen time, even on top of this. It works out to, yes, yeah, six hours and 43 minutes a day on screen time. I And the problem's getting worse. Believe it, because I've been awake since 3.30 this morning. Yeah. And already on my phone, because I have the screen time activated on yeah. my phone. And already I've spent 23 minutes using my phone. No, but dude, look what's in front of you right now. Oh, yeah, and then on these screens. But I'm you, just talking about strictly on but, my phone. Yeah, but no, no, but I'm talking all screens. All screens. All screens. Oh. Screen time is all screens. It's so, televisions, it's phones, it's computer monitors. What was the number again? Six hours and 43 minutes of a day. Oh, yeah, I crush that every single day. You, I crush that before noon. Yeah, every day. That's nothing. No. Six hours? Yeah. <laughs> Amateurs. <laughs> uh, and they say the problem's only getting worse. 79% of people that they survey said the screen time has increased over the past five years. Uh, three in four participants believe that they simply spend too much time in front of screens. Nah. And uh, in fact, 43% of the people do say that they try to at least take breaks. <laughs> For what? But going pee isn't an actual, like, break. No, oh, it's a necessity. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Well, Motorola is reviving the Razer flip phone. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I mean, what's a flip phone? Wall Street Journal reports that Motorola is, in fact, reviving the Razer. The slim flip phone was originally introduced in 2004. It will supposedly be uh, returning as a smartphone with a foldable screen. All for the low, low price of $1,500. What? <laughs> That's like iPhone prices. For a razor. Damn. Yep. So there you go. You can go and live your uh, your good old days. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Cardi B's woke. Y'all. Uh-oh. Uh, Cardi B yesterday 
did a one-minute Instagram video talking about Trump and the government shutdown and her thoughts on the whole thing and how America's going to hell. Listen to Cardi B. You just want to do this wall because you promised your stupid ass mother redneck followers that and you don't want to go down without doing it. That's why. There's boats, there's underground tunnels, there's everything, my Wow. Okay. Now, I don't want to hear y'all mother talking about, oh, but Obama shut down the government for 17 days. Yeah, for health care. So your grandma could check her blood pressure and you could go check your gynecologist with no mother problem. Damn. Yo, I love you, Cardi B. <laughs> Next. Uh. This is crazy. Like, our, our country is in a hellhole right now. All for well, like we really need to take this serious. We, I feel like we need to take some action. I don't know what type of action because this is not what I do, but I'm scared. This is crazy, and I really feel bad for these people that got to go to work to not get mother paid. Listen, Cardi B is just speaking what everyone else on social media is saying. And the conversations that are happening between people in the U.S. right now. Didn't Cardi B just do another video where she was in the back of a car and her pants were down because she had to let things breathe? Oh, yeah, there was that, too. (laughs) (laughs) Ross and Mocha Q&A. Ask Ross and Mocha, fan favorite and exclusive to the podcast. You will not find this on the live show that we do on the radio. It's true. Uh, This is where... We post a picture on Instagram that simply reads Ask Ross and Mocha, and then you will ask your questions in the comment section, and we'll try to go through uh, all of them. And as we try to do every single week mm-hmm. is get one of you to ask your question on the podcast. Parmeet. Hi. How are you? It's Ross and Mocha. I'm good. How are you? Good, thank you. What is your question? My question is, uh, what advice do you guys have about anyone who's looking to buy their first home or condo. Uh, how old are you? I'm 28. Um, I'm about to get my job situation under control in a couple months, so I'm looking to move out of my parents' place um, by the end of this year. Mm-hmm. Um, have you saved any money yet? Yeah, I'm, I'm good in terms of financing. I just um, finally deciding to make that decision to move out and probably upset my parents, but are you looking <laughs> we'll cross to move- that bridge. Are you looking to move downtown? No. Um, so I'm in the Tri-City area, like Cambridge, Waterloo. Okay. I'm, I don't know necessarily what the uh, real estate situation is down there, but I assume everything is inflated and overpriced like it is everywhere else in this around Toronto. Are you looking to move from the Tri-City area to Toronto? Or are you going to stick no. to that area, that side? Just stick to that area. But I'm just wondering, like... Um, like, obviously, you got to go to the bank and figure out what you can afford. But yeah. I'm really just trying to figure out, like, what advice do you guys have in dealing with, like, um, real estate agents or, like, what to look for when you're looking for your home? Are you convinced that you want to buy a place? Yeah. You are. Why? Why do you want to buy a place? Well, because um, my parents say that it's, like, better than renting, like, in terms of having an asset down the road. Sure. There's a real great argument to be made. I would I would dig around a little bit more first um, because there's a really great argument to be made that in this time right now that we're living in, in the areas that we're living in, there's an argument that renting and saving is better off than the asset that you may have at the end of buying a condo in an overly inflated market. 
and you okay. should you should work those numbers. I'm not I'm not an expert, but I've I've read a lot of this. I've seen a lot of these headlines, and I've uh, sort of dug into all the different arguments from from both sides. And and there is a case to be made. You know, there's a case to be made. Where will you be better off when you need that money? Because when you start looking at an asset and what something's worth, it's only worth something if you're willing to sell it. Okay. And right. with, and with something like real estate, it, it, it all depends on timing. Yeah. And okay. are are you better off renting and saving more than you spend and throwing all of that into a portfolio? You know, into a, into a TFSA. How's your TFSA doing? It's all good. <laughs> like, are you yeah. are you are you all maxed out on all that stuff? Yeah, like yeah. we have um, like a family accountant who takes care of all that. So I'm like I'm good that way. Okay, yeah. so you have your savings yeah. in order. How much are you saving? Like you're good with stuff like that? Yeah, I'm, I'm good with I'm good financially. Okay, and you got yeah. t- you got twenty percent for a down payment? I would yeah, I would say so. Okay. Almost on, close. I mean, um, have you ever, Harmeet, have you ever sat down and like actually figured out your monthly expenses? Have you like I, done it like on a computer and look at like that spreadsheet to see exactly what you're spending on food, what you're spending in car payments, what you're spending on uh, transit, if that's what you use, what you're spending on extra you know, fun stuff for yourself on the weekends. Have you done that yet? Uh, yeah, a little bit. So, um, I think it's, I think I'm at the step where I just need to figure out like how much I would be able to afford in terms of like, yeah, I think you need to, you need to figure all that stuff out before thinking of either renting or buying, especially buying. Because once you get into the buying market, like Roz made all fantastic, um, points there, for you, mm-hmm. but I think what you need to do is actually you need to have all that information in front of you and not just kind of like, ho oh, hum, yeah, I think I can get this done, or I'm sure I can make this work out. The way you make this work out yeah. is look at your finances month to month and really, really know that's how you gauge whether or not you can make it work to buy a place versus renting a place. And you need to take that number. You need to take that monthly number and times it by three. And that needs to be in your emergency account. So before you do anything, before you sign a lease and before you uh, even go into a bank to figure out how much you can afford or what you'll even be approved for when it comes to a mortgage, you have to have a three-month emergency fund available to you instantly. Okay. Preferably four, but you need to have a three-month emergency fund that you have access to in cash immediately before you even think about buying a place. Because okay, okay, that's 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 number one. Okay, don't go into anything unless you have. For me, advice like financial advice that I would give to anybody who is sort of you know maybe you've been working a job one or two years, you're sort of getting your feet wet, you're looking to move out, you're looking to buy a place, you got to build your emergency fund. You really do, right. and, and that is one of the one of the most important things that anybody who's young, just starting out, uh, can do. Because if it all goes to hell and you lose your job, you get downsized, you get laid off, whatever it is, and you have a lease on a place, you have a mortgage on a place, you need to give yourself three months to be able to find another job, start working, so you don't lose your home. For sure. Okay, because they're going to put you through a stress test as well when it comes to, uh, you know, getting approved for a mortgage. Not only are you going to have to come up with 20%, but they're going to put you through a stress test, which means that how far can you go if you if interest rates go up? Are you able to afford a bump of, say, even 1%? So you have to have all that stuff figured out, but you got to get your emergency fund together. Maury, how much money is in your emergency fund? 
Like $500? $500, Maury says. I was just going to suggest if you can find a 35-year mortgage, go for it. Yeah, they don't exist anymore, though. Um, but yeah, but Mocha's right. You got to figure out what you spend every every month, and then I would say times that by three, preferably four. And once you have access to an emergency fund, that's when you can then start to go looking at a place. And that emergency fund is not your down payment on your place. That's separate money. Right. And don't also, Harmeet, do not rely. I don't know if your parents offered to to give you any type of money whatsoever for this, but uh, you know, if they did, I would still cancel that amount out of all the math that you're going to do right now because what if they don't end up giving you that money or mm-hmm. what if that money goes you know towards something else yeah. right so discount that from what you're going to sit down at your computer and figure out on Microsoft Excel yeah that, that makes sense all right okay. but buying a place should be fun yeah it should be but it, unfortunately it's, it's also work it's a, it's a it's a lot of work and it's it's a lot of money it's a lot of money so just uh, be careful, do your math, and uh, take your time, be patient. There's no rushing into anything. You can always go and sign a lease on a place and live there a little while and then move again. That's true. Okay? okay. If, you, if, if you just want to get out of your parents' house and start living your own life, there's much simpler ways to do it than coming up with a 20% down payment and having to go through mortgage uh, approval. Yeah, okay. No, that makes sense. Thank you. Okay. All right, Harmeet. Thanks so much. Okay, bye. Okay, bye, Later. Love. All right, let's see what else we got here. This question comes to us from Brian W. Directed at you, Roz. Oh. Do you ever spend time in Acton anymore? If so, <sighs> let's grab a beer. Wow. Your hometown um, of Acton, where you grew up. Yeah, so I grew up in, if you're listening from a different part of the world or a different part of the country, uh, I grew up in a small town. Like my high school had, I think when I was there, like m- maybe 500 kids. Damn. And it was small, and it was a small town, and I loved it a lot when I was there. But when you're there, and when you do grow up in a small town, all you want to do is get out of a small Mm. town. But do I go back? No, I don't go back, because I don't really have a life there anymore. The only thing that ties me to Acton is Acton is where my dad's buried. But even then, I don't go and visit the grave or anything like that. Like, I I don't make time... Uh, for that stuff. So do I get back to acting? No, but I, I communicate with people that I grew up with. Um, social media is fantastic for that, especially Facebook. And, you know, I still sort of feel a connection and feel that I'm more connected there now than I was years ago just because of that, because of these, a lot of these people yeah, that I grew up with. Sign. Oh, yeah, and I have a street named after me in Acton as That's well. That's right. That's right, yeah. The alleyway that connects that. the uh, Tim Hortons to the beer store. Right, uh, but do I go back? No, I don't go back, sadly. Uh, if I had a really good reason to go back, yeah. aside from having a beer with whoever this guy is, I don't Brian. know, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I would go back because those people, the people that I grew up with, they're real good people, and, um, and I sometimes feel like you need that in your life. So would I go back? Yeah, if I had a if I had a reason to. Have you done the Google Maps thing where you look up your old address and just see what your old house looks like now in the street and try to remember certain things about that era? See, I, I we moved a lot when I was a kid. Yeah. I, I lived in oh my God. I think before the end of high school, I think we had lived in ten different places. Right. So like we always had a different house. But I will say this, I we were doing this show and it was a couple of years ago where I got a message from a guy who lives in the house that I lived in when I was in grade nine. Oh, wow. Who got mail there 
Still addressed to you? Still addressed to me from the government because one part of the government still has me listed at that address. Really? And he found me on social and he's like, he's like, are you the <laughs> Ros Weston that used to live here in, 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 in Acton? And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, did you used to live in this house? <laughs> and, I, and I wrote back and I was like, yeah. And I go, which bedroom's yours? And he goes, down the hall, first door on the left. I'm like, that used to be my bedroom. <laughs> and I go, I go, send me a pic. Dude. And then he sent me a pic of yeah. my old room, which is now, which is now his room. That's uh, so crazy. So that, yeah, so so that kind of stuff is uh, that kind of stuff's kind of cool. But no, they're they're real good people there. Uh, Marissa asks this question: the top three most awkward slash uncomfortable moments on the show. Now, it would be easy to mention like a bunch of damn it, Maury stuff. Mm-hmm. I have a top three. Two of them do involve Dammit Mori. Okay. And one involves you and I. So I'll do the Dammit Mori ones first. Okay. Uh, The time that Mori wrote a story Mm -hmm. and read it on the radio. (laughs) And usually when Mori writes stories for the show, (laughs) like they're pretty funny, right? Right. Sometimes they're silly, but this one, he wanted to go in a complete opposite direction and write something serious that had like a meaning behind it but he didn't tell us like guys this is a a serious story here and read it on the air and we were like kind of laughing but then it got really awkward so Roz and I didn't know how to react and we just kept silent for the duration of the entire story and then at the end of it we were like okay and Maury was like sitting there I think expecting us to be yeah like it was so profound. Yeah. And it was and, just this long, awkward silence. And it was a gay, what was this, the moral of the story? It was like a gay thing, right? Yeah, like uh, it was okay to be gay. Or right, yeah. Which, no, but it wasn't like you, it wasn't about a guy or no, a girl. Like it, it, was, wasn't, it, was it was a mom like and a, a son. It was a mom and a son, oh, wasn't it? Yeah. Wasn't it, about the blank, it wasn't like a gay blanket? No, that was the throw that you put over yourself and it tells you the answers to problems. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. right, the, right, the right. fortune telling quilt. Yeah, no, uh, it was oh, it was De- Debbie Duvet. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that Duvet. was that was that awkward. And, and Maury was real proud of that story too, the one with the the more the big moral sort of ending on it. Yeah. And Mocha and I were like, "What the hell did you do? Like, why would you do that?" And Moore's like, well, I ran it by, you know, I ran it by some people and they thought it was fantastic. So like he was really insulted that we didn't think it was good. First of all, it was a terrible story. Oh, horrible. Um, aside from the fact that, you know, when you are asked to do something, your parameters are really broad. But the only thing we ask you is to just please try and make it funny. <laughs> that right? one was not funny. And no. Uh, another awkward moment on the show was the time, the first time, actually he's only done it twice, but the very first time that Dammit Mori hosted one hour by himself oh, right. of the Razamoga show. Right. And like, this is just mistakes and... But, just, but, but yeah. what? But even that, remember, he started to cry because people... It was supposed to be bad. Oh, right? yeah. It was supposed to be bad. When Mori was hosting the show, it was supposed to be terrible, right? Like by design, because there's no way for it to not be. He, he's doing it all alone and he's going over the top and, and things were designed to just not go well, right? Because that's funny. But then people started calling in, playing along, telling Maury how awful it was. And we're right in the middle of all this and Maury actually started to cry. <laughs> because 
because because people were doing what they were supposed to do. This whole thing was designed to get people's reaction to Maury's terrible job at hosting the show. But then the first call came in and it broke Maury's heart. Yeah. <laughs> and he just so we're in the middle of this giant thing that we're going to do for an hour, which is Maury hosting the show. And Maury's completely he's a broken man at this point. <laughs> he just wanted to cover himself up with Debbie Duvet. Uh, and the other awkward moment yeah. on the show was when the royal wedding, not Harry and Meghan. No, Kate and Will. Kate and Will yeah. happened. And we were going to do our own royal wedding in the studio. Right. You and I, Roz. And right. we were going to dress up. We did dress up and yeah. everything. Yeah. I was in a dress. You had a sailor outfit, No, I no. It was, I had like a captain's outfit on. Captain's like a very, like, very royal sort of military outfit on. But what I didn't know that you kept a secret was that you had an officiant come in right. to the studio right, <laughs> and try to do an actual ceremony. Uh-huh. And I wasn't down with that. No. And walked out of the show for a bit. Right. Oh, God, that was a long time ago. That was awkward, too. Yeah, you're right. Imagine that did happen. You would have had to have get, gotten divorced before he married Jenna. <laughs> what about the fact that he was already with Catherine? <laughs> yeah, but I wasn't married, though. Yeah. I wasn't married. That's yeah. true. That's true. You would married. have been divorcee. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Wow. Uh, do you have any... Uh, I have one. Uh, the, time, the time the uh, time I interviewed Keanu Reeves and swore and yeah. didn't beep it, and it made it onto the radio when right. I swore. Uh-huh. That was very awkward. It's very awkward. Yeah. That was the same day that you almost uh, ruined Christmas. Uh, there's another one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We don't have to go into any more detail about that, no. but, but that was on the same day that Maury almost ruined Christmas. And the third one, I guess, if I were to add one more, it's when I we interviewed the rape, the rapping dad, and I <laughs> sent it all to <laughs> the whole company with the email saying the, the raping dad. Yeah, heartfelt interview with the raping dad. <laughs> Um, but it was rapping because the guy was rapping when he was having a kid. Uh, yeah, I like all of those. I don't think I can really add to add to that list. Um, every day is a little bit awkward, but that's what makes this so so, so enjoyable. Uh, Chicken Wings Up asks... <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful name. Hard shell taco or soft shell taco? Soft. Interesting. I say soft. Interesting. I like soft. Just because I like, yeah, I do like soft. I grew up with, I grew up with hard because you grew up with old El Paso packages when yeah. you were a kid. And I do have a soft spot for those. But I'll tell you what I, what I've been doing recently. I don't do it all the time because it's, it's a lot of oil is put uh, about a centimeter of oil in the bottom of a nonstick pan and yeah. heat that up real, real hot like, and then take your soft shell. Do you use corn soft shell or flour soft shell? Corn. Corn. I like corn. Okay. So take your corn soft shell. Uh -huh. And grab onto one end of it with a tong and dip in the soft shell into that oil. So one half of it is in and the other half is kind of curved up and you're holding it with a with tongs. Mm -hmm. And then cook that one side in the oil. Then grab that side that's cooking in the oil and flip it around and take that side out of the oil and cook the underside of it. And you actually make your own beautiful hard shell taco out of a soft shell. Oh, Interesting. And they taste incredible. Yeah, my only problem with the, the hard shell tacos is that as soon as you take bite number one, yeah. it all like crumbles. These that's ones I, these ones don't. These ones you like can bite it. Better. Yeah, you can bite it and it stays mm. it stays all together. They're great like that. Um more, you said soft? I mean I like it hard, but the soft ones Stop sorry, it. the Stop soft it. ones, at least you can you can take a whole big bite and you get it all in there and there's no mess. But I will say this though, with a soft, if you're not careful or if you don't double up your uh, your shells, 
if you have any sort of liquidy meat in your soft shell taco, it will slowly or quickly disintegrate the bottom of it. So mm-hmm. it doesn't even make it to your mouth. You go to pick it up and the thing is already split in half yeah. where you don't get that with a hard shell taco. Plus the dripping out of the end. Oh, it's oh. so good though. Now I want tacos. You get a million dollars, but you have to wipe with rough paper towel for the rest of your life. Do you do it? Of course you do. Yeah, easy. Of course, it's a million bucks. It's a million dollars. You can, yeah, you can buy cream for your butt. Yeah. It's your little Peniton. I spent $6 <laughs> on a can of Peniton. <laughs> for a million bucks? Yeah. Uh, question for everyone. Would you rather relive the same day for 365 days or lose a year of your life? Um, but you get to pick year. which year you relive, though. What if it's a bad? No, no, you're reliving the same day. Sorry, what if it's yeah, a bad which day? day? Which day are you reliving? Let's let's presume that you get to relive the same day or lose a year of your life. Nah, I'd rather lose a year. But what if it's? I mean, what if the year or the day you're reliving is an awesome day? What if it's a terrible day? Let me ask a question with this because I have a problem with this. So, would you rather relive the same day for 365 days or lose a year of your life? So, my question is this: Once I'm done reliving that same day for 365 days, when I'm finished that and I go back to life. Is life that I'm going back to one year older or am I going back to that next day? You pick up the next day. Oh, then I would 100% live the same day for 365 mm. days. But what if it's a day where you had like... Do you know you're reliving the same day See, for 365 days? I don't know if you know. Because if I you don't, don't know, know, it wouldn't matter. You would just wake up every day and just do the same thing. Yeah, but what if it's like a day where you have bad stomach pain, or what if it's a day where you know you get somebody some that you know news? dies? Yeah, then you have to live that every yeah, day. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you know or if you're just reliving so every let, single day. Okay, let's say you know you're living the same day for 365 days. See, I'd I'd, I'd want to lose. And it okay, here. hold on. So I'm uh, living the same day. Yes. And I know that I'm living the same day for the next year. And I know that once the year is up, I'm yes. going to continue the following day. Yes, not you have not lost that year. But if you know that you're living the same day over and over again, then you will, can avoid certain things that happen during. Yeah, that I day. guess I would. I would do that. Because I would live like, the same day. Yeah, but if and you, also, what year are you losing? Like you losing that current year. You lose the current. Yeah. Current okay. Year. So, but but also like th- take into consideration that if you know you're reliving the same day for 365 days, like if you know it, think of what you can learn in your spare time. Oh hell yeah! What do you mean? You have like almost infinite amount of no, but you have to do the same things over and over again. If you no, you're just living the same day. You don't have to live it the same same way. Yeah, no, but what if it is the same way and you trip over a rock? No, now you're adding. Now you're adding. I assume that's what it meant that you're living and you you would go through the same routine. But but, but okay, but here's the thing: the only reason why it matters is that if you know you're living the same day, because if you don't know you're living the same day, then it doesn't matter. You're just waking up every day. Cheat one day and then the next day it's like it never happened. You go straight to cheating, huh? Oh. I'm just like, just, it's just like, imagine. The, <laughs> you can get this away. in the list of most awkward moments I on was, the show. I was, away with murder, man, literally. I, I was thinking that I could be a real good golfer by the end of it. Yeah. More go straight to infidelity. Yeah, infidelity and murder. Wow. <laughs> God, dude. But then wow. the next day it never happened. Okay, yeah, fair enough. <sighs> what is the longest you've gone without your phone, meaning it was not even on you for whatever reason? Uh, this question comes to us from Asi Ganon. 
Um, I've, I've been on vacation before where you, you just leave it in the hotel room, but I think that like not on vacation in the city or the, the, the town that you live in, what's the longest you've gone. I went a long weekend once really? where I lost my phone at the cottage on Friday yeah. and found it Monday afternoon. Really? You didn't care? No, I didn't care. I think the longest I've ever gone was the duration of our show. For four hours, actually longer than that, because I get here super early, yeah. and I left my phone in the car. But I didn't realize that my phone was in the car until after we had started the show, and I couldn't go to the parking garage. That's the longest of four hours. I was just gonna say that's the that's it. Maybe four hours, five. Yeah, I would say that morning would have been like six hours. That's wow. it. That I didn't have my phone wow. on. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, two weeks for me. Like you, no, anytime I go on vacation, no. Even like this past trip to New York, I leave it in Toronto in my nightstand. You're such drawer. a liar. Maury likes to play like he. And has I told these, Matthew this time. These, I said, "You take note of this because they're not going to believe me." No, Maury likes to play like he takes these big long unplugging oh, from the system. And he doesn't. Yeah, you don't. You've Breaks. been you've been busted when you've when you've said I'm shutting down my phone. You've been busted like. Uh, responding to texts. Responding to texts. Or, when I got home. No, 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 yeah. no, no During the no, time that you were no, away, no. you've been busted. You just won't respond to us. Yeah. No, no, no. When I went to Portugal, it was not no. with me a thousand How long percent. ago was Portugal? That was like eight was years like, ago. Was like seven years ago. Be that as it may. Yeah. yeah okay, no, you've been no, busted no, recently. This past New York trip, it was in for a whole week in, mm-hmm. in Toronto. Mm-hmm. And it was amazing. Mm-hmm. But go get your you, phone right but, now. But Where you is and it? but you and Matthew but you and Matthew decide that one of you needs a phone for the yeah, trip. He, okay. So that's not unplugging because you are using Matthew's phone. No, no, I won't look at it. If he's scrolling through Instagram, I'm like, I'm like, how could you do that? A, We're on vacation. Go get your phone. Go get your phone. You're such Why? a liar. Because I'm gonna look through your text right now. You're gonna look through my text right now. Why not? If you <laughs> unplug for two weeks, yeah. But wait, what's that gonna prove? It's you, there's gonna be a gap. Oh, I can show you the gap. No, because Find he deletes text too. The other weird thing with oh, yeah, Maury that you true. have to understand, if if you if you're just new to the show or new to the podcast, Maury's one of these people that deletes texts. So if you text him something, I'll text him stuff often. Look at that from the twenty second to the first. I'll text him stuff all the time. Where I'm like, hey, Maury, I need that info that I just texted you. you know and he's like, oh, I deleted it. You know what's so weird, too? What's that? When you look through Maury's phone, yeah. there are a number of things. Your phone is greasy as hell, dude. Yeah. Like, Maury doesn't have, like, names of people in no, his contact list. It's all just, like, look it's at all these numbers. texts. It's just, like, phone numbers. I know, it's just, That's I know, it. there's like, no names. Like, how do you names. know you're... Oh my There's God. no he saves nobody's okay. name in his phone. Okay. It's all just it's all just numbers. First of all, hold on, hold on. No, I'm not gonna reply to anything. First of all, no. Maury lied. He yeah. did respond to text while he was on holidays. Where? Where? Second of all, no, I'm just gonna read. Here are <laughs> Okay. Okay. These are all going through Maury's phone is always the Maury's right? phone is always the greatest thing we do. This is not one text conversation. Yeah. I'm just gonna read you the last thing that yeah. Maury wrote to people. These phone numbers, one, two, three, four, five. Okay. okay? I'm gonna yeah. read you five replies that he sent to these numbers. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Number one. Yeah. Almost here? I'm tired. <laughs> Next phone number. Oh boy. Ha ha ha. <laughs> Next one. Room 1718 for hospitality. <laughs> Next one. Trying so hard to reach you. Next one, yes, I will be by my phone. Next one, no, 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 no. 
thank you. <laughs> Bro, you are so weird. That phone is full of so many secrets. So many secrets, that dude. That is... That phone's, no, 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 it's no, so no. dirty. That phone is so dirty. Like, inside and out, that oh, phone is God. so dirty. I feel like I need to take a shower right now. It is so dirty. <sighs> what else? What else? What else we got, guys? Uh, 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 if your farts could smell like anything in the world, what would you choose? Fart. <laughs> what? Fart. Really? Yes. You like it? Yes. I don't want to fart and have somebody go, mm. <laughs> No way. <laughs> no, mm. I don't want farts to smell Fresh good. Fresh brewed coffee. <laughs> farts are funny because they smell bad. If farts smelled good, they wouldn't be funny. I guess. You know, my kid, who's a year and a half, he only now discovered that he farts. Yeah. And when he farts, he finds it hysterical. Yes. And, like, like, and he's at the point now where if one of us, my wife and I, or either of us are in the room, he'll like, he kind of pushes his butt out, yeah. he farts, and then he immediately looks at us. And like he's got this grin and he starts to giggle. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I still do that now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that no, was no, uh, no, 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 no. Thank a- you. <laughs> uh, Roz, would you rather give up wearing leather pants or scarves? Oh, shut up, Haley. <laughs> <laughs> Every week, uh, we're going to post on Instagram at Kiss925 a picture that reads, Ask Roz and Mocha. Feel free to load up that comment section. Ask whatever it is that you want, and we will try our best to get through all of them. Uh, And we'll also, of course, invite one of you to join us on a future podcast. Don't forget, rate, review, subscribe, share with your friends the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. We love you for it, and we appreciate the fact that you uh, you listen. Yes, Dan. Okay, quickly. Would you rather have... Live sharks for arms or legs? Arms. 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 You couldn't walk if you had live sharks for legs. Also, I hate those questions. I deliberately didn't read that one. But definitely arms. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Catch the guys live weekday mornings from 6 to 10. On KISS 92.5. KISS 92.5.com. Or on the KISS 92.5 app.